Welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. And today I have a very, very, very special guest back for a part. I guess it would be this would be part two or three because we did. We dropped a part one and two already. So welcome back to the uh, podcast, Mr. Kevin Seconds. Woohoo! Do you like people Hello, calling you friend. Seconds as your last name? Is that weird? No, it's fine. I'm used to it. Yeah. I mean, I named myself that, so I guess I've been... Yeah, and it's been, people call you your whole life, huh? It's actually weirder when people find out my, my last name and use it. Like in Italy... yeah. They all use our uh, Steve and I's last name. It's very like a big deal. Guys are Italian. Yeah, so they're like Kevin, Steve, Marvelli. They're like they're really into it. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. They do that with Rusty Pistachio, and they do it for uh, Billy Stigma as well. Yeah, it's, Rusty Pistachio. No Italian. Um, <laughs> so happy belated 60th birthday. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Looking great for 60, man. <laughs> Thanks. Um, you do have. A, I'm super jealous of your full head of hair. Well, you've you know, always had good hair, man. I that's you we know. We talk about the last time. <laughs> You always had good hair from the beginning. And then I don't know if it's good. I, it, there's, it's, it's thick. It's hair. It's yeah, a lot of hair. <laughs> but it's in there. I, I was uh, seven seconds played punk rock bowling years back. And yeah. uh, I remember I was out eating with some friends and uh, Pete from Sick of It All just walked, walks in, walks past, sees that I'm there and he goes, hey, Kevin, he goes, man, you've always had the great hair. And I was like, it's funny. I just, it's funny when some, you know, like a hardcore person. He's got good hair too, though. He's got great hair too, yeah. But the New York scene, I talked about this the other day. The New York scene, we always had like the hair, though. We had like the perfect uh, flat tops or the slick backs right. or the different styles. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But, but, you, but you always had, uh, anyway, good hair. Anyway, how Thank are you doing? You. Good to see you. I'm doing pretty well. It's nice. Actually, well, it's great to see you. And we, we, I think we talked about, didn't we, the first one, didn't we say, we probably should do a second one. Yeah. Because we, we were... We could just talk the two of us. We jammed like four hours. You came in that one day, in and out, had lunch, all that stuff. When I say I'm going to do your podcast, we're like, you and Toby are going to talk? That's going to be insane. I, I was know. Like, eh, you know. It's a talk off. <laughs> um, but that was like 2019 maybe, you think, or no? That's about right. I think so. Well, so much has happened since then. Yeah. And obviously, we're both here. We survived. Right. We're here. Yeah. Yep. We're alive and well. Thank um, goodness. Wh- wh- what's changed for you since 2020? Is something, the way like you see the world or something like you learned about yourself? Uh, you know, what, what I, I, what I, what I thought was going to happen when we first knew that we were all going to sort of go into this lockdown thing was I thought that I would get more stressed out because it, it, it's sort of a form of claustrophobia for me. And like when I started to realize, oh, I can't just go to the store I need to get stuff at, or I can't go out and just do, if I need to get out of the house and do something, I can't just do that. Even go to parks. It was like at first, nobody could do that. There was no parks. That's right. So I thought I was going to, I thought it was going to affect me mentally more than it has. But then I have a little art music studio at home in Sacramento. And I just said, you know, this will be my chance to just really get some projects done. And that's all I've done. I mean, I've just worked, I've worked, worked real jobs, but I've also just gotten, ton of artwork and music done so. yeah your paintings are awesome man that does Thank really you. well too i love you doing like these one-off tees where you can order these seven seconds seven seconds original artwork tees and you can pick your your style shirt your colorway that's it's, it's so good man well and those are all you know what i did was i just recreated because i only do the shirts that i do the artwork for initially yeah but a lot of those t-shirts they're you know you can't find them or you'll see them on you know Crazy ebay expensive. for stupid money and they're like shirts have holes in them and stuff yeah. so i just said look if i can redo this that's authentic and it's from me then you can now get it and it's not super expensive and just for people who just want the design and so and it's been great it's been fun and people like it and 
um, there's a lot of designs that I'm still working on that I can put out. So yeah, and I, I love the ink too because I'm not I'm like a t-shirt freak, so I don't like the super thick ink that like scratches your nipples. <laughs> and so like the print is super soft. Yeah, it's really good quality. Yeah, man. they look they, they look good. I think the first one I did was I didn't uh, when I laid it out. I was I was just learning how to do it on a, on a newer program that I'd never used, and I didn't it didn't come out as good as it it because it, it was one big solid thing. Yeah, but then I learned how to separate everything, and it started to get really. I think it, it's gotten better. So. For the company, well, I don't know the company that does it, but um, uh, did, did you um, did you do praise one already? Yeah, oh, shit. yeah. That okay. was the one that I. That's the one that everybody asked. It's funny that that design for whatever reason has just been. We we used to get requests all the time to remake that shirt. Yeah, and I just thought, why we don't even do that? We hardly do that. <laughs> those songs live. It's just one of those things, you know. <laughs> I don't. You can't really tell who's gonna like what and what's gonna catch. And but the the funny te- like. The weirdest, I think we might have even talked about this. Like one of our most popular shirts was that stupid tie dye thing that we did back in like Sick. '87 or '88. Those shirts, I see it on eBay. Those man. shirts like went like so fast. We were like, "You got to be kidding!" We almost did this as a joke. Like wow. we almost thought we'll do. I think we only did like a couple dozen initially, and we had them shipped out to New Jersey. And would you make those again? Uh, I, I, you know, the thing is, is I don't want to make just seven second shirts just for I the hell it. of it. I just, I, like I said, like if I can redraw something and have fun with, it, I did that with this whole first review. I completely yeah. redrew it. If you look at it, it's not, you know, maybe from afar it looks kind of, but it's, it's all redrawn, you wow. know, and it took me forever to do because that initial design was all done. It was just a collage that I had made sitting at yeah. a table in Berkeley. But it, it, so to redo it, like my, you know, Chris Sherry, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. he does just these insane, everything he does is like, not everything, he does paintings and stuff too, but he'll just do something at it with a Sharpie. Yeah. And he does it in like 10 minutes and it's beautiful. It yeah, looks like a amazing. piece of work. I can't do that shit. <laughs> it takes, <laughs> takes me, you I, a while. It just takes me a long time. And I don't have, you know, I don't think I have the, I love doing art, but I don't think I have the, the, I don't have the training, you know, like I went, yeah. to, I've, I've taken art classes, but I've, there's some people who really have the, the the technical like the the what am I looking for like the foundation of art down. Yeah, I really don't. It I do better now, but it took me a long time to get to that point. But it's probably relaxing and therapeutic to be painting stuff, especially during a pandemic. Yeah, for sure, just all that. And, and it's also it's like my new thing. Like I I don't have like I'm still playing making music, but I don't have like now that I'm not doing seven seconds, which was always the anchor. Even if yeah. I, we weren't playing, I, I was doing solo stuff. I, there was always this, oh, you know, he, oh, you're still in seven seconds. That's cool. Yeah. I don't have that now, and I'm not really in a, a real band. And so it's just like there's this weird shift where now my art sells right away. Like the people awesome. still go, oh, you're, you're making music still? Like, you know. Yeah. So, and so it, I, at first it was a weird feeling, but now I'm used to it. It's like, it's okay. As long as people like something that totally. I'm doing. It's, <laughs> I guess so it's, it's okay. What's next shirt coming out? Do you know which one's coming next or no? Uh, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to do this thing with some some of the paintings I've done. People request for, oh that's for, cool for me to put the paintings. I do a lot sure. of crazy owls and stuff like yeah. that. And those have really caught on. So I'm trying to figure out a way to do those and put them on shirts. I, uh, I I'm I'm going to start doing a um, I'm going to do a, a bunch of skate decks just oh, for, that's just cool. for fun. Just just purely yeah. because I like the way that art looks on on a skateboard. Yeah, deck, you know. So I'm going awesome. I'm going to start doing that and then just. I my thing is I don't want it to ever feel like work. I don't, I want yep. it to just be organic, and I do it when I feel like doing it. And I finally have gotten mail order down to where it's not a pain in the ass. I used to always hate it back in the day. I hated sitting. I liked the letters and stuff, but I hated packaging it and go to the post office. Yeah. Now I have a routine, and I understand. I have like 
you know, I'll get the orders and on, on Friday, I'll send everything. You know, I have a Organized. system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's taken forever to do that, but I finally got that done. What, what, what do you love? You love owls? That's like your favorite bird or something? I, I do. I Since I was a little kid, I was really obsessed with owls. And, That's cool. And uh, th- I just, I never really, I still don't really draw them. They, I don't draw them to look authentic, you know, like a realistic. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of do my own, what's in my head with them and stuff. But yeah, it's it's. What is it with owls? You think? I don't know. I, I you know, I I I I think my mom was really into owls. She was really into birds, and she kind of turned me on to the idea that, you know, she'd always say, "Oh, look out the window." There's, and it made me think as a kid, like at any given time, if you're walking down the street or you're just standing outside, there's always like action, like birds. Yeah, yeah You know yeah. what I mean? And when you stop and think about it for a second, it's kind of a neat thing. You're you're going. Like they're just doing their thing. Like they're just yeah. they're they're talking to each other and they're it's looking true. for food and it's like it's like living in a world next to another world going on that you don't yeah. really think about too often. Because they're so, up there, we don't even think about birds unless no, they come down to us. No, it's just yeah, it's you, true. You, you know, and, and also my Allison is really in tune with nature. She's always in it and works. She does a lot of uh, rescue stuff, and yeah. she's just out and really observe. She's a, 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 a not a naturalist. Naturalist is she's naturist. That's not a thing. She's either. got <laughs> naturist. That's not like a nudist, but no, she's like a. <laughs> my wife's the nudist in the family. No, but she's really sort of opened my eyes to pay, paying more attention. I think for her, she she knew it would be important to try to get me onto that because I'm just a I'm so, I can be a stress case, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I I trip too much on what's happening in the real world, and and I know, like we were just saying. Yeah. Ultimately, you don't really have control of any of it. <laughs> you really don't. That's the one thing I learned, like on the pandemic, is like, don't stress about things that I have no control over because you yeah. spend most of your time doing that, and then it usually, it usually works out okay for you, or if it doesn't, you know what I mean? It's, it's like dwelling upon it. And then you it's let hard. time go by and you let experiences go by. So when, when something happens, you lose somebody or you lose something. Yeah. You, you kind of just, it's all regret because you just, you didn't, you could have just been kind of working along with making, you know, visiting people more often or, or, or taking the time to have good experiences with people. And instead you wait until something bad happens and you're like, damn it, I, if only I would have done this, you know. I know, what it could have, should have. And we do it all the time, you know, and it's know. it's just it, the people that kind of have it down who, who who are good at staying in touch and living the in the now, I really admire a lot. It's I think it's it's like a it's like you're there's some kind of a sage. You know, you're you're yeah. you're 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 you 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 walk a higher path somehow, yeah. you know. <laughs> I don't know how to say that without some I don't mean no, I know it, I even in a religious way, but just like yeah. You just you're doing it right, and and I I, I aspire to that. I, I'm not close to it. It's tough, you yeah. Know? But man, it's if you could just get close to that, I think you're doing you're doing okay. Were you stressing about turning sixty? Was it like a big deal for you, like a milestone? Like no. Did you sweat age and stuff like that, Mm-mm. or no? No, because I was just telling um, my Stephanie, who's uh, Steve Soto's ex his, his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, I she said, yeah, that's right. You turned sixty. She said, "Is it weird?" And I just said, "You know, the thing is, is I, I just because I don't, I don't walk around feeling like a sixty. I mean, sometimes I yeah. do. You know, I'm, I'm out of shape, and I feel like I wish. You know, if I was in lost pounds, I'd feel better. But like, I don't. I still, I still have my wits. Yeah. You know, like I still don't. I can still. I'm quick, and I can still. I, I still make punk rock music, even yeah, though nobody man. really hears it. But I still am active, and and I don't really. Um, I don't. I just don't know what it would. What when I, how I would act like a 60 year old if I was yeah, supposed how to. Yeah, how I was supposed to act. Yeah, I did that with 50 too. I just mm-hmm. was like, 
I kind of wanted to get to 50. When I was 48, 49, I'm like, just get get me to 50. Yeah. You know what I mean? At this point, it, it's I'm not impressing anybody or bumming anybody up because of my age. It doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I guess it's just a feeling in how you treat yourself. You don't even take care of yourself. It's important. And and I'm not, the you know, obviously, the, the shining example of that. But my friend, you and, and sorry, you and just keep people in my life, my wife, it, you know, it, it makes me think about that more often. And that's the one thing that I'm... I, I know is important that I got to get to. I got to start thinking more like that way and, and just eating better and, and just being more active. And I enjoy that. I yeah, love you're to taking be, your walks or are you taking your walks and stuff? I do. I, I did. I, I started to, the beginning of the COVID thing, I really was like, okay, I'm just going to ride my bike more. And yeah. I did. But then I just got, I started to enjoy the isolation part of just being in my studio, like yeah. by myself. And I got so much stuff done that I could I, I couldn't justify um, interrupting that by doing mm. anything else. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of a, kind of a, it fucked with my head a little bit, but yeah, I do. And I'm doing it more now. I just, um, uh, it's been tough not going, getting go to the gym because I'm not the most, I'm not very disciplined. My Allison owns a gym. Yeah. I saw that. And for forever, she was always trying to get me to come out there and train me. And I, I just put it off. Cause I'm like, yeah. ah, I just, it's, I'm, it has nothing to do with, a. It, her being my wife or yeah, her being a woman or thing. It just, I was like, it's, it'd be weird having her tell me, you know, the, so I finally mm. did. I started doing that before I got the motorcycle injury and it was amazing. Like three times a week and or twice, twice a week, three times a week. And awesome. she's a great teacher. She, she knows how to talk to me without making me feel Plus like she really asshole. knows you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and she knows what my limits are and she knows what I'm going to do and what I won't do and stuff. Yeah. And she's got it figured <laughs> out. And it was great. It felt, I feel instantly feel good when I'm exercising and doing things. I don't hate doing it. I just yeah. I hate start trying to start it up again. That's always it's hard to get motivated, especially going to the gym. So I'm really like more like an outdoors person. You yeah. Know I mean? Well, you hike and you do like hikes and stuff. I like do that. all that. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I was never like inside of a gym. That's that was really my vibe. You yeah. know what I mean? It's good. It's good. And I see I'm not a, much of an outdoor person, and because of my allergies and stupid mm. shit like that. So if I could just get past that, I'd be. I love you do being, yoga too. You know, it's funny. I started uh, I, two years ago. I actually went and started a yoga club. I went in and started doing yoga, and I I was put. I was nervous about it because I didn't want to be the only, you know, overweight middle aged man in a in a in a room full of just like fit women. Like yeah. I was. I it was just a. It was a. It was, tripping, a yeah. it was a. It was just a pride thing. So I talked <laughs> to the woman that was a teacher, and I said, I, "Just just be honest with me. Do you ever get other? Do you get guys in there? Like, do you get? I don't want to be just this. I don't want to be this creepy looking. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. really conscious. Then she's like, she goes, we get all types. Just come in. She goes, check it out. It'll be do a trial thing. And the first few of them were just so hard. Like I I, I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And yeah, so, it's stressful. Yeah, but it was. I did it for a, I did it for a few months and I really enjoyed it and I, I what I didn't like is they would do they would have they would play weird they would play music yes and sometimes they'd want to play stuff that just I felt like it was just getting in the way of focusing on yeah, what you do. yeah like man. it was making me think too much uh, I have started meditating again which I did years and years back I was yeah. doing that and I I started to pick up on that um, pretty much at the beginning of the year and that helps yes it, it what just, kind do you do. You know, it's just it's 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 sort of rooted in Buddhist Buddhist okay. teachings, but it's it's it it's just really it's there's a certain thing that I always struggled with, which which was just like, I think everybody does, yeah. which is like trying to key in, focus, but not fall asleep, and also just yeah. and, you know, and not just be tripping on oh shit, I didn't pay rent or whatever. Yeah, block it's, everything out, man. To, to find get back to the place where you're just like blocking everything out, and it's a it's a constant thing. You and, and you beat yourself up if you do it, and you're like, ah, I did it again. Damn, I did it again, and then you just yeah. stop. 
So I, uh, <laughs> Michael Imperioli, Sopranos guy. Wow. Has he does a he does a a, a te- he teaches it he, he's a he's no a teacher way. and he does it on uh, he he does it he advertises on Instagram and Zoom he does them on Sunday and they're great they're really no cool that, so you did a class with him I've done a few of them actually that's amazing yeah he does he does them and he and Christopher he, wow it's crazy yeah Christopher <laughs> and and I'm sure like because in every comment you just like hey it's Christopher and I'm sure he's just going yeah I haven't heard that twenty thousand fucking Holy times shit. before so he's good he like he's really what? good and and he does he's he, I like his style and I like the way he speaks and he talks about it he's very passionate about it but he's not like lecturing and he's not yeah 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 above you and and he, and he explains, he goes, you know, I struggle, I'm struggling too. Like, yeah. you know, so it's, it's, I like it. And, and, and it's silly to think that, you know, we can maybe learn something, get something out of the internet, but every once in a while, something good N- comes no, out. for sure. <laughs> That's amazing thing about him doing like that. Cause you only know him as that character. Yeah. 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 Well, I follow, you know, he also does a podcast. It's yeah, centric. I really yeah. love that show. And, and I just like the fact, you know, he's, he's totally like, he loves punk. He's friends with Jesse Mallon. Like he, I didn't know that. Yeah. He, 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 he's really he knows what's up. He, in, in all of those talking Sopranos, whenever they, they'll, they go through each an episode and they'll, they'll just kind of find, they'll talk about the whole thing. He's more of like they got you know like Bobby Bacala is kind of yeah. more like the yeah and then, and then you know he's very he still sounds like but, yeah but Michael Imperioli is always like saying uh, by the way that part was you know the the person person that wrote that and he has the details or he'll talk about during this scene they're playing a, there's a band called blah 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 this and it's like really wow. well he really is like got a you know he's it's it's pretty cool it's like the behind the scenes stuff yeah. that you don't really think about I watched a couple on YouTube they were cool I like them I I. I really like that podcast. Did you listen to the Gangsters and Goddesses one too? No, what was that? With uh, Dre Mateo, she had one too. Oh, I knew that she had one. Yeah, that, I know that. Um, with Chris Kushner, yeah. And the son, uh, who was the ki- the son? Oh, uh, he has one too. With with Jamie, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, they have one too. I think the there's just more just, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. think there's just more just kind of. So fun. You're a big Sopranos fan. Yeah, me I too. Just, I love that man. I've probably rewatched the thing, you know, twenty times. Yeah, we rewatched it for the first time for this. We watched it for the second time during the pandemic with my son because we wanted to see. He loved it, man. Then we did Breaking Bad after that. Yeah. I'll say those two are like yeah. my top. But Sopranos Absolutely. is incredible, I man. I know, I know. It's just, James Gandolfini is incredible, man. It's And it's funny, too, to, if you go back and even just every once in a while, if I'm like on YouTube, I'll see it like they'll just show a snippet of it and I'll just watch it just for, just to kind of re, get recharged. Yeah. It, it it just it it it's it becomes it's even more classic. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like watching Goodfellas a bunch yeah, of times. Yeah, it's it's definitely like more cinematic, and it's not like uh, it didn't f- doesn't feel like TV whatsoever. Which 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 makes sense because like Alice and I never watch TV, but we've watched Breaking Bad, The Wires. Yeah. You know, we've the Wires great all the, too. All the classics are good. Yeah. Yeah, but Sopranos, man, it's just so, so special, man. Like yeah. It was so crazy when James Gandolfini died. He was died at fifty, I think, or something. It was yeah. crazy, man. Yeah, and it's in in all of the interviews with people that worked with them, it's always the same. Like he was such a sweetheart, sweetheart, and he was like he was such the opposite of who he portrayed, and that it even he even struggled with the more violent stuff, the stuff that he would, yeah, where he'd have to be a savage. They, they he just had a tough time doing it, and you know, wow. like it really fucked with his head and. Um, I guess he was super generous with other actors. Like he'd always make sure that their take was good. He'd say, yep. "Are you sure? Do you like that take?" You know? Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, he didn't have to watch do any of that. There's all kinds of gifts and stuff. It's super mm-hmm. like generous and stuff. Yeah, it it's crazy. Like, it um, like- I love that you're doing those live IG random acoustic <laughs> songs. Got me super emo. We did the 4 a.m. in Texas or something. I remember. I have I to like, practice those songs so much though, because that was so cool. <laughs> you were doing that. Like, were you announcing those or just doing them? I, those are just random. I. 
I still, so cool. I still have such a hard time with Instagram. Like I, I thought I would instantly love it because it's more, it's more visual. And if you want to write stuff, you can, or if you don't, you don't have to, there's yep. no limit like Twitter, but I can't, I still struggle with it. Like, I don't know how I'll get messages where it'll say, Toby, uh, sh- um, mentioned you in this thing. Yeah. So I'll click on it to see, and then you can't access it. Cause it's maybe mm. there's a time limit on yeah, it. Yeah. 24 hours online disappears. It drives me nuts. I miss so much <laughs> cool stuff. Like I've missed some great stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what the point is of that. Like what? I know. Can't I wish it would arch- stay longer. I yeah. Know. Just like archive it. And if you want to find it, you can find it somewhere. Well, that's because it was Snapchat and then, and then Instagram tried to do their version of that. Right. Which is things that disappear in 24 hours. Oh, that's right. And see, I never got into Snapchat, so I, did, I didn't have a good I'm feel for it. I like it. I, I like it for like my art stuff, and, but I really miss a lot of stuff. I'll, people go, uh, hey, what did you think about this? And I'll go to try to click on it. You can't. I'm like, I have no idea what you did. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. But I do, uh, you know, I do, uh, what I decided to do at the, 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 the end of last year, just because I'm kind of over just dealing with Facebook stuff or yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram. Like, I don't, I don't want to always have to, I don't always want people to feel like they have to have an opinion or I don't want to feel like I have to have an opinion on everything yes. I post. Sometimes yes. I just want to post something stupid or, or something <laughs> totally. that's meaningful. What does this mean? I don't Nothing. want it to be, I, I don't want to, I don't want to debate all the time, you I know? know? And, and so I said, you know, I have not done my own website in about 10 years. I, I, I haven't done a mailing list. So I, I started, I got my own old domain. I, wow. So I run it, everything off of that there, and you have to. I, I have a website. It's kevinseconds.org, and you have to register one time and one time only, and that'll help me kind of manage trolls and everything douchebags. And totally. then, and then once you're on there, there's there's like layers of stuff. So you can like follow. I, I post stuff. I post live streams. I post. A, I do a lot of music videos where I'll do one song, and um, if you're on the site, you'll get it. You'll you know, if you want to watch that, you can. If you're cool. not, it does. but then there's a sub thing where you you subscribe, and you, it's actually a pay thing. Where I offer song music that no one in the world will hear except for the yep. people that are you know I've been doing that for quite a while now. There's actually it's almost like a Patreon kind of, but it's your own. It thing. started on Patreon actually, okay. and then I just I, I I was gonna I love Patreon, but it just I don't I don't like the site itself. Getting around and trying okay. to do certain things because I like to do a lot of live streaming. Yeah. And you can't just do it right on Patreon. You had to do it on YouTube and then send a link. And I'm like, I didn't know this that, is yeah. too much work. Bandcamp now, which is a big thing I've been using forever. It's just I've I've got t- thousands of songs up on there. They're doing the live streaming thing now. So I'm doing my first live stream tomorrow. I don't I don't want to date the podcast, but oh, that's tomorrow cool. at noon I'm gonna do the or no, I'm sorry, Sunday at noon I'm gonna do the fir- my first live stream there. And it's just it's just solo songs? Uh no, I'm doing I'm actually doing a bunch of crazy uh what, what what do you call the uh, the songs when they're b-sides B- yeah but what's the thing like a uh, deep track oh deep cuts <laughs> i'm doing some deep cuts off seven seconds albums like like it all makes a lot less sense now which is a song that wow. <laughs> tim armstrong actually sang in the song but wow. you, just stuff like that and and it's all songs that i have not played in years and maybe i never play, i might have written it but i didn't play them ever so i've had wow. to learn that stuff but i get i just ask people like what would you want to hear be reasonable i'm not playing yeah baby games off the first seven inch what's and one of the biggest ones they, they what's like the most it's it's usually stuff off of soul force revolution or um praise stuff which that awesome i can't play because you know bobby adams plays all that stuff yeah and he's a an actual guitar player <laughs> i can't play that stuff it's just really fancy crazy great chords that i just don't understand what he's doing i had mm. to text him to figure out that song catching yeah it's it sounds really easy but he does this really crazy melodic thing and i can't figure out on my own and so i said can you 
can you uh, tell me what the cords were? And he actually sent me a video. He's a truck driver now. Yeah. And he sent me a video of him sitting in the cab, like with his guitar. And he goes, and then you do this. And then I'm like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you had to relearn that. Wow. Yeah. So it's just like, it's, it's mostly just stuff I've, I've solo stuff. Cause I, I'm, i there's just, there literally are hundreds of songs going back so to many, t- yeah. 2015. I think there's over, there's something like 1800 songs now. And how many songs do you think you've written in total in your life? You think? I have no idea. Over I mean, 5,000. No, I, I I mean I I'm thinking probably maybe fifteen maybe c- c- get coming up to two thousand I don't know I don't know one day I'll f- maybe when I'm I have absolutely nothing to do I'll figure it archive it all like when all I have songs. an assistant I'm gonna get an assistant when I'm like seventy <laughs> <laughs> okay so figure out songs. all the songs I've written please but you're still writing now like you're still creating more yeah. songs there's still things you want to get out and speak about and I Toby I still write for bands that I'm not even like I still write for non-existent bands like I like I'll write a I bought a you know what a baritone guitar is? Yeah. It's just got a real deep sound. I bought a, a friend, a friend um, was selling one. It, it, actually, a guy, oh man, I'm blanking his name, but he owned a vegan a cafe in Long Beach. Okay. Years back. He was an East Coast kid. I do remember that. I remember what a vegan name? cafe Jeff, in Long Beach. Jeff something. It was from a band called Upfront or something? Or Maybe. A, can I get banned? Or? I almost have his last name. I think it's Jeff, Italian. I remember that guy's name too, man. It's Italian too, right? Yeah. His, I his, do remember he and that. his girl, his girl owned a, a really cool little vegan place in Long Beach. And did I play there? I made a play there one time. But he yeah, was selling. from a band, yeah. Anyway, he was selling this baritone guitar. And I... I I had played Ian Mackay played Swan on with the Evens, and I loved the s- sound. And so I I was in DC and I played it, and I was like, man, I got to get me one of these. And he said, you can find it for pretty cheap. So Jeff turned me on to Terranova. Cool. Jeff Terranova. That's okay. He's so I bought it from him, and I started to record crazy songs, but everything was different because it's you have to play, you tune it differently a little yeah. bit. And so I, I instantly, I wrote like 18 songs and I wow. said, I'm just going to make this a band. It, maybe it'll last for a month. <laughs> I don't even know. So, and, but it never, I never did anything with it. I just, I have the song. So when wow. I started this Patreon thing, I was a, I, I could do stuff with the material that I was writing and people, it's really diehard fans. And it's not okay. a huge, you know, it's not a huge amount of people, but it's the people who are involved, dig what I do and they yeah. want to keep up. And that's all I really need. I don't need that's to awesome. have a massive fan base. I just want to have people that I know give a shit about what I'm doing, you know. And they want to appreciate you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and they don't have to like every song, but they don't, you know, I don't have to they don't have to feel like, you know, obligated to like every song cuz it's everything. It's punk stuff. I've done weird yeah. hip hop shit. I've done I mean, bad hip hop stuff, but I've been, you know, it's <laughs> rock metal. Are you, know, whatever. Do, are you doing stuff up ourselves too? or no? Yeah, yeah, I've done. I've been playing uh, Escape and Run. I've been playing right. Calendar. Is Calendar up? No, it's New Wind. <laughs> That's New Wind. How about Sister? What, what uh, Sister. I've yeah. been playing Sister. Um, I, I've been trying to do uh, Seven Years, but it's such a sweeping years, yeah. big song that it's really hard to do on an acoustic guitar for me. But it's it's mostly stuff that I'm just doing on acoustic. It's and, cool, you know. It's fun. It's. I mean, for a long time, I didn't. I didn't want to do it just because I felt like oh, what, nobody really. Who wants to hear me playing solo shit? You know. Uh, me. Uh, a lot of people. Well, some people. It turns out <laughs> some somebody does. So I don't. Who am I to deny people? <laughs> um, how many years has Seven Seconds not been a band now, man? I feel like it's. Mm. I feel like it was like yesterday, because I. Yeah, I don't. How many years now has been? I don't remember. Was it? I think it's 2018 that we. That's really that's only three years. Wow. Yeah, I think it was 2018 um, that I kind of made the announcement, and then yeah, yeah. and it's it's funny because people are like, I know you guys are gonna, g- I know you. If nothing else, you guys will reunite because somebody will offer you a bunch of money, and I was like, 
I mean, that might happen. I don't know, but I don't, I don't <laughs> think it could. I don't think it could. I think we're really. I th- I think if you we think were, it's completely over. Yeah, because Troy is such a part. Like Steve had his own demons he was dealing with. Of course, and he can. He's he he overcomes that, and he can. He's still very functional. He's still yeah. a master player, but. Troy, who's such a key to what we do, um, when physically he just didn't have the mobility anymore. Yeah, I remember that. It, it just it was like, and and we talked about it because we we had tours. We had a we had well, we were supposed to play punk rock bowling, yeah. But we also had a whole European tour book, and I said I just don't want to cancel these dates. I feel terrible, and and we we all talked about it. And Troy even sort of gave us his blessing. He said, if you guys want to get a drummer, yeah. But it just it, it just there was something emotionally tied to it too that I just couldn't get past and we were just really struggling for you know we've always gotten along and yeah. been friends and so it wasn't like we hated each other or any of that it was just like physically there was a first time where physically I was like I don't know if we can pull it off on it anymore maybe we're, we are finally just too old or too broken or whatever and what's funny is that I was in me being probably the least fit in the band. I was the one that was still I was still out touring on my own and Lord, I still feel stopped. you know I still feel good when I get on stage but yeah I just, it just, I think it just got to the point where we just said, it, you know, we also don't want to just be, like we always, always said, let's just not be, we, we would go on tour, we'd go to Europe and there'd just be these legendary bands getting up on stage and just phoning it in, like yeah, just man. looking so terrible and old and uh, uninterested. And I said, we just can't do that. Yeah, like, go out like that. Yeah. No, no matter how much money or how many people are blowing smoke up our asses, I just don't, yeah. I don't want us to be that band. It, it's too... It's too important, and there's, a, there's like a legacy, and there's a whole thing there. It's like, I don't know. I just, I just. There should be a doc, though. It, it probably. I mean, I feel like there's all these other docs. I know. Might as well man. be a seven second doc. You're like the main one that's missing. There's so many freaking docs, man. I always I, think about that. I always thought it'd be really funny for us to make our own, but just make a really insane, like just weird. Even having like, I mean, for a while, I thought it'd be funny to have just like a, a document. It's, a, it's like a mockumentary, but it's like, <laughs> it's all seven seconds and it's just, you just get these kids. It's just young kids playing our part. Just really wacky, dumb ideas. It, it'd be like a, it's something you put on YouTube. But yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I it's funny. I because I think we talked about this before. But I I get the with these these things where people like really diehard, really good, not only fans, but people yeah. that have become friends. You know, yeah. like you end up becoming friend, actual friends with people that have been fans forever. Totally. And you know them by name. You know where they're going to be. What shows. And we have a lot of those, and and our, it, those people really get butt hurt for us when we mm. when we get left off lists and stuff. They're just like, uh. how can you guys not be on this list, you know? And and I used to, I would only think about it when they would question it. Like yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I even think about it that much. Like, I I I kind of understand it because we weren't. It, I think had we been from. DC or Boston or New York yeah. or LA, I think we would have had more of a, pre- we would have had more visibility and people would have known more about us, like a lot of bands that are our peers. But, but I think just being a band from Reno is, wasn't a significant, for us it was a significant scene, but it wasn't a big significant in the history of it. Yeah. And we also sort of fell in that group. We were just, even though we were just on the same, uh, in terms of just, we were around when like bands like Minor Threat were around and we were like, I'm not saying we're as good, but we were definitely like in the same of that same cal- that yeah, same yeah. generation. It, it was easy. It's really easy to be overshadowed by the bands that were our peers at the time because those are the classic yeah. bands. Those are the bands yeah. that defined that shit. And yeah. so people just don't even realize that we were sort of there too. You know? so, yeah. So I, I 
it doesn't bother me that much. I mean, it, it is what it is. In terms of legacy, people always talk to me and they're like, don't you think you guys deserve a better legacy? And I'm like, if if the music doesn't stand up f- for itself, nah, and it, it, if we great. didn't kind of if we didn't kind of prove that we were into it for the right reasons, I don't know what else we could exactly. do. I know. Because it's not like we didn't work our asses up. We toured constantly. And the music and, speaks for it for sure. Yeah, but, yeah, but so now it's been three years, so do you think like... Do you think do you, is there, do you always think about seven seconds or you sure. completely moved on? And no, I do in a heartbeat. If, yeah. if 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 the key people, if Steve, especially Stephen Troy, if they were feeling up for it and they felt good mentally, physically, I do it in a heartbeat because I know that we you would, miss it. Oh yeah, of course. Sure, it's I your miss, whole life. Playing, I just yeah, I mean I sometimes the only times I will see key people in, that I love in the world is when we're crossing paths yeah. at a tour in you know in Holland or whatever yeah. festival in Holland like it's it, it opens doors that I don't ha- I'm not going to have if I'm not in that band you know yeah. I like I I think about starting a band every other week because I love still playing loud fast punk rock yeah. and I love being in a band but I also realize it, it's I you know I was in the perfect band for me I even though we fought a lot of times, you know, That's if normal. you know, in a van or in a yeah, bus, dysfunctional family. Yeah. But we get each other. We know how each other works, and totally. and like off the stage, on the stage, and it just was. It just worked so well. And and the crews, the people that have worked with us over the years, everybody was like connected in such a good way. Yeah. And you can't, if you can't just re, you know, you can't redo all of that you stuff. Create you know? that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a moment. It was time. It was. It's everything growing up together, everything, yeah. Yeah, it's and like, it's a built-in it's thing. Like if if I go out with Seven Seconds, you know, I mean, we were really just starting to again make money. We we yeah. had never really made a lot of money. It was like we we were starting to make some really good money. People were like, you know, we were always a good added thing to any bill. You know, yeah. it didn't matter where we are on the bill. Pe- people always like, I just love that Seven Seconds on this bill, and you guys had such. And I really felt that. I thought, yeah, yeah. we're still we're still trying to we're still doing it because we just. The energy's there, and the, the yeah. There's still enough anger, and still enough, uh, you know, sadness, and still, you know, we, yeah. It was never, it was never going to be just a, a certain thing, you know. So, I, I'm, I think, I think it's great. I, I do miss it every day, but it's just, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, if it happens, it happens. You're like, you're not, you're not saying not, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, and and the idea that somebody could offer us a bunch of money that would magically bring us all together and play. You know, that's so yeah. weird. Like in a way I'm almost like you almost missed the whole point of everything. <laughs> you know, it's like if you think we would do that, you don't really don't know much about the band. It's, yeah, it's like, like the last thing you guys would do to like come back. No, I mean yeah. money's important and it's nice to make money for all of us yeah, that totally. worked our asses off. We've all t- toured so much and, and, yeah. and done this and stuff, but it's never been the primary. It's never been even remotely the primary reason why we did it. It we, even when we were just doing just nothing but the band and we needed to make money to stay on the road and keep doing it, it was never like the primary reason yeah. we did it. And I think that's why we we lasted as long as we did because it, it, it never became... We never turned It out wasn't of, about all business. It was, it was about fun and yeah, friends and traveling 100%. Because yeah. the business can ruin everything. I mean, money gets all that stuff. And, and the b- business so is bands. predominant. Like, like now, totally. you know, I, I was... I, you, 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 do you ever do this thing where you'll see somebody will post like uh, old city gardens uh, calendars or old uh, yeah. fireside bowl calendars? Yeah, and they're literally sometimes there's like on a calendar <laughs> we'll play we're on twice. Like wow. you, you would never like H two O wouldn't go and play <laughs> Trenton twice in a well maybe twice a year, but I don't even think so, right? It, like I think promoters will say no, you can't play it's, it's too much. Yeah, you gotta play could, once a yeah, year. Yeah, once a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that was never a thing that like we used to, we used to go and play Black Flag used to go and play. They'd come up. They just did the same thing up and down the West Coast. They would play Mabui Gardens in San Francisco like three times a month, or three times a, you know within 
Like every month they yeah. play there. DOA would do that. And I'm like, we could ne- none of us could ever do that now. No. Like promoters and everybody. You're oversaturating that market. And you can't even, there's a, what's the thing called? The clause? Oh, yeah. You know, uh, radius clause. Radius clause. It's like, you can't even, you can't. If you're you on know. the warp Tour, you can't play this side show. You can't do that. There's right. so much weird politics. We yeah, never I mean. had any of that shit. It was always, almost like, if they want us back, we're going to come play. You know, if, yeah. they, if they don't want us back, we won't get the offer to come and play. So, you know, we we still kind of maintain that old attitude in a way. We Like, you know, it, just because it felt best to us. Like, it was more fun when it was just like, you know, just, we just got in a van and went and played yeah. some shitty show for 30 really in, into it, you know, kids or yeah. whatever. But if and you played again, you would, you would make a new record or just be playing a show. Who I would, knows? I would want to, I like, I don't, I, I love that. I it's love important. That. It's I important. And, and, and we have, you know, I'm a writing motherfucker. I you love are, writing dude. songs. Like I don't, you I never don't, stopped. <laughs> I love, I love it. And, yeah. and, and, and I love to see what they do with the songs that I write. They're always going to, so that part of it would be really, I've even, I've even said, what, maybe we should just, let's make a, let's do, a, do an EP of new songs. That'd we don't have to tour. Just drop us. Yeah, yeah. Or put it up on, you know, whatever, like do a single yeah. or a little, like, but you know, again, it, it's, it's, it's all, now it just comes down to Troy. Like if Troy could physically do it, you know, we'd be set, but I, there's, there's just no room, no more. You know, we tried replacing thing. We tried yeah, finding, course. it just doesn't work with us. It, it, we've had um, some of our best friends who are amazing playing, you know, amazing musicians. It just doesn't work. It's but is just, there a part of you that feels like just making that post, like after you did that post, that was so emotional and the response was so overwhelming that like you didn't get to play the final. Is there something that you yes. feel like, like he's not he's not finished yet yeah absolutely because our last show ever was I, I, yeah. the show at the parkside and i love the parkside but That's a great spot. it just wasn't uh it wasn't that great of a show i don't think like it was we didn't know to it was be the last one to be the last one yeah like and i i also there's this weird part of me because i'm not a super traditional guy i'm not like one of those guys <laughs> that's like tied to the tradition of what we've you know yeah. like i don't think about legacy tradition you know i'm not i'm not that guy i'm like I hear you. keep moving forward let's just go into your you're done yeah. but <laughs> like i mean don't ignore it don't yeah. don't shit on it but also just like let's just keep going forward like i it, it, because there are a lot of bands from our era who are just man, it's so sad. They're just dredging 1981 up again, and yeah. I'm like, I just I, I don't want to do it. I never wanted to do that. We were, that's one of the reasons we were always into playing with different types of bands and and playing with young bands. We always were like yeah. happy to get to play with uh, yeah. bands that that were giving us a run for our money. 100%. Like, it's important, and it makes yeah. you feel vital, and it makes you feel like you're connected to that. You know. Um, but I just, you know, it, it, it's just one of those things where, um, what were we talking about? We used to say, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just feel like if, if we weren't doing something new, it wouldn't make any sense. I don't, yeah. I don't want to just go out and say, oh, let's just go. And we could. And, and I, like, I think at this point now we'd probably get really great offers to go and play just the crew album. Yeah. I, we did. We started getting those kinds well, of things. Since that's coming out the reissue. Yeah, that might be something you know. Who, you know what I mean? I, how, is it forty years old? How old is it? It's uh, 84. 84, So 84. it's yeah. We we had just hit the forty year mark this past year. Okay, we would have hit hit forty year mark. So it's like just it's crazy. A couple forty of years, years, man. Right? It's and nuts. <laughs> it's it's so almost embarrassing to 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 a funny you know, on a funny side, <laughs> just to be around that long and just be you know but still man. But we had you know we had the greatest time ever and we got to go all over the world and yeah. And, and uh and just having having like when i made the announcement i did, I did it because i just i wanted to just call i just didn't want any more phone calls and yeah. messages and i it, it was it, I, only because i'm the only one that kind of stays connected on 
social was media. It, was it hard writing that and typing? Uh, it was a. It just oh, of course. Oh, I've been fucking it was so. It was. Balling, I was man. just balling. I I had just talked to Troy. Troy <sighs> had broke down on the phone. Troy never had done that, and he just was. It was like him saying, "I can't do it anymore." Like I like to have your. Twenty, basically no. my brother. Yeah, totally. To say that, and and then you're because everything all of a sudden was like just oh shit, this is very real, and there's no so real. you don't go back in reverse. No, you it's can't. not like I mean maybe he'll feel better once maybe. you press that post button. It goes out there in the world, and people fucking react. The reactions were crazy. Just re- I was I'm not even in the band. I was reading this shit. I was like, dude. Yeah. Well, that and that's the, that was the other logic. It was that if I do this, I can't turn back. I can't. I can't retreat. And, and and I didn't even really get the permission from everybody in the band. I just said, for my own sanity now, you guys are doing what you're doing, and, and I love it, but I just, I'm still connected to this stuff, and yeah, I don't man. know how to stop it and, and and step off for a little while and get my life back in, in order because all of the time, even when we're not touring, I'm still talking to the booking agent. Yeah. I'm talking to Europe. I'm talking to... relationships over like 40 years of friendships and... And Everything. you can't you can't keep just going. Well, okay. I mean, you, you know, we had we, we had the year two years before Madball had hit us up to yep. play on the what's the tour that they do the um, Rebellion Rebellion, yep. and I was like, fuck, this is such a great opportunity. But yeah. we we were just Steve was dealing with some crazy shit, and yeah. I Real to life. have to 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 have a couple of years where we were all of a sudden getting sketchy like that i'm just like i don't want to be this band i just i we really yeah. worked hard to not cancel that many shows and i just don't want to get into this thing i don't yeah. want to do this and you think the other guys miss it yeah i think so i think so it's hard not to it's your fucking life you yeah. spend so much time on the road making these i know steve does steve does steve steve loved steve loved just being in the band and loved being on stage i text him a lot we text him time to time i'm glad he'll send me like lyrics about an h2o song i'll send him seven seconds just ah, like funny shit nice. like but yeah just i don't know I, and so as far as like you're saying too like um Playing with diverse bands and just cha- we talked about this a fucking while ago, but that was a long time ago. But just how be- it's because of you guys that we took a chance and we went to a major and we we and we we used all of our outside influences and b- did more melodic style songs because that's what you guys did and we loved praise and we loved uh, ourselves and so forth. So forth. And new wind, obviously, you know my love for that record. But like you guys never made the same record because you did the crew and walked together out together and those seven ish. But then you guys branched out and because of that i think that's i don't know that's a great part of your journey you should be proud of i am i, I no, yeah, there was back there was before the internet like with the yeah like the, the blowback <laughs> but it's like but people love those records man and i know i know I, even I, more today it's crazy man well and it, it got to a point where people loved uh, they loved them so much that it made me re sort of relove them again mm. <laughs> like like if you make yeah. enough records like you kind of forget oh yeah we did this record like yeah. i do that a lot of i just did a second ago. you had to correct me and tell me what song <laughs> yeah, but calendar. i do that i do that i go I, i'm like wait oh that's right that was not on that record you know because you have so many fucking songs man yeah and fi- and fif- 16 albums uh, 15 albums i mean that's a, quite an accomplishment for just Dude. some little underground punk band from Reno. Like, I never even thought we'd get past. How, a many, how many records? How many albums? I think it's fifteen. That that would include you know live albums. And Has stuff that like. been therapy for you your whole life? You think writing songs, writing these songs? Uh, adult life for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like once I started to get a feel for like how to put a song together. Once I kind of learned how to play guitar and I could write a song on a guitar, then I was just it it that got me through being a teen a, a teenager living in just shitty shit yeah and and that was that was my little escape from the shittiness and so yeah once i kind of had a feeling for that and it it, it, it took like the ramones to kind of, of help me that way because i was listening to we've talked about this i was listening to like really you know super you know talented and fancy like you know 
Deep Purple or whatever, Led Zeppelin, yeah, 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 the hard rock stuff in the 70s. And I I love that stuff, but it just, it didn't, wasn't accessible. So the punk thing made that all so easy to do. And and once that little door was open, I didn't, I I had something to live for. You know, I had a a real purpose. And But you've had to release your whole life with, like screaming and touring and writing these yeah. songs, like your whole life getting stuff out, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, sure. So when you stop touring, you still have, you're still creating songs, regardless if they're gonna you're gonna even put them out or not, just to get it. It's a change. It's a it's a you have to adapt to yeah. whatever. And and some people like wouldn't do it. They would just like I have friends that are pushing six. They're they're past sixty who are still touring. Well, not now, but they were. Yeah. And uh, the, you know they it's a it's necessary. Uh, you know. Kepi, do you know Kepi at all? Kepi Gooley, Groovy Gooley, just a friend of mine from Sacramento. But they, you know, they—he's just—he doesn't stop, and he—he—he's got jokes about. He's got a song called "Rock and Roll Shark," and he's like, yeah, he has to keep moving or he's gonna die, you know. But there are people that really like that. That's how they're built, and I—I I get it. Like I—I up until recent in the last few years, I really thought. That's who I'm going to be. I'm going to be that old yeah. dude at 70, and they're going to go, "Oh man, Kevin, he still plays show," you know. <laughs> and and I even started to, I swear to God, I started to think, you know what? Fuck it, I'll just own it, and I won't. I, you know, as long as Allison's cool with, it, and it doesn't it doesn't mess anything up between her and I. Of course, and, and preferably she could she could she and I sing together too. So, but I just said if that's what's making me happy. But then I. I was doing so many solo tours. I mean, I started to tour so much as a solo person that I started to go, I'm doing as much touring as a solo person as I was doing with Seven Seconds. Exactly. And it was just getting harder and harder because it's there's not the same love and adoration for what I do as a solo person as there is in Seven Seconds. Yeah. And I'm I got good with that. I got fine with that because I just said it doesn't matter to me. I play. I sit at home and play on my porch. Yeah. I go play on the street. You know, our street in Sacramento, and you know, put my guitar case and make forty bucks or twenty bucks. It's amazing. I I I just it's fun and it's just I do it on the live streams. It's fun to do it. There's enough of must be enough of a ham in me that likes to get. <laughs> do my thing in front of people, you know, but it, I, there's joy in it, and there's there's absolute love in, in it. I wouldn't do it if it was just like I had to do it to pay bills. Because you, you know had to I mean? do it, yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 it breaks my heart to even think about people in that. that and there are, we know people yeah, that are like that, sure. you know. Like it's just they have to do it. They they have no choice because they've forsaken job res you know jobs yeah. and i even this past i was just telling you about it i even this past year with covid i just i started going okay i gotta do something i don't have just money coming in i mean i get royalties and stuff but it's not going to be enough to carry me through a year yeah. or two years maybe so i started to like go all right what if i have to go get a, a real job because i i spent <laughs> 20 years not having any job yeah. experience and so i was like i'm not even qualified i'd be lucky if i could does that get a feel job. weird like being your age and like oh, scary have to go to the real world now like scary it's because the whole our whole life we're like we don't want to be part of that we're just going to be in our yeah life and just play music yeah it's scary man it's, it's like reality. it's a frightening thing but then i said i'm, I'm going to overcome it because i never want to be the person that just won't ever like i'm not going to be homeless again i've been homeless in my life i'm not going to be homeless again mm-hmm. and i'm not going to be the person that i if i'm physically capable and mentally capable of working but I just am like, ah, I'd rather just get us. There's nothing wrong with getting assistance at all. Yeah. But there are people that deserve it more than somebody who's, I can go out and do work yeah. if I have to. And I, and some a lot of my friends were really, when I made the decision to try to get a job and start working, and I started working immediately, um, a lot of my friends were just bummed. They were just going, you, you're better than this. You should be doing this. And I said, see, mm. that's the problem I have with this is that 
there should not be the stigma that I'm what it's it's like working is is a bad thing. Yeah, like how am yeah. I better than that? Like if yeah. I if I need to take care of my family and make a living, like I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do. So I'm not gonna rob anybody. Yeah, of course. But if my options are that I can go get a job at a you know I, I've never worked at Walmart, but if I have yeah. to go be the door greeter at Walmart to take care of my family. You better fucking believe I'm going to do that, you know? Of course. So that that's the, I had to do, go through this whole soul searching thing with myself. And, and, and now that I know I can do it, like I know that I can get a job if I need to, and even if it's a part-time job. Yeah. And there's something about working, man. I, what I learned was, especially during the, just this, you know, with the stuff with the protests and the, you know, the George Floyd stuff, like I, we talked about this too, where you get, you live in a bubble because of yeah. the people we know in the music scene and, and, and we live in a, you know, liberal California for the most part. Um, I get in a bubble to where I think I know what people of all walks of life are thinking and saying, but the reality is I still don't. And so when yeah. you're working like blue collar, you know, at one point I was like unloading and loading trucks just next to people that have been working for 30, 40 years, you know, they do. it's a job. Yeah. It's like real life human beings. Yeah. They go and all, they just look forward to getting off work saying, go drink beer and have a barbecue. You know yeah. what I mean? Like look I don't forward to the weekend, all that, man. And I don't relate to that or I yeah. didn't like, I didn't, I did just, I, I don't think like that. So it, that was a really good thing for me because it made me kind of pay attention to my fellow man and woman again, even if I don't necessarily have a lot of things in common, it made yeah. me, it made us talk and, I started to get really into just saying, like, what's your views on this shit? Like, you, you know, like, what do you? What, Seven conversation. You're, yeah. you're, you're hearing about how, you know, how so and so is this and that. What do you think? And it's an interesting answers, you know, and, and it gave me a better insight as to what people, real people, are really thinking and talking about. So yeah, in the real world, like, not that we do in the real world, but we're always surrounded by so many people we all kind of think are like our yeah. friends and our communities and stuff. But then going out there and getting a job in society. Especially last year too, like during everything, man. It's it. It made me think about like I, I all of a sudden I started having visions of like being in a backstage area where I'd see I'm seeing you and <laughs> so and so from this band. I'm like, man, we've had it so good for so long. That's yeah. that's living it up. Like we're we're just we're traveling around like these crazy nomads and we're getting paid to do it. And catered sometimes food it's backstage. catered food. And if you're in Europe, you get pay, you get fed better than you you know you'll ever get fed over here. But totally. But just like we've been very very fortunate to 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 have something that we've worked hard for and and we've made but also that has we wouldn't make it if we didn't have the love that we get from you yeah. know, playing music and it you're you it's like you have a key into to this door into this world that not everybody has that key yeah and it will never get it and who would love to have that you know that's Very the, lucky. the one thing seven seconds we'd always have these meetings kind of unofficial meetings in the van where We'd all remind ourselves, like, just remember, there are people, there are young bands that will never get to do. We're sitting there bitching because we're, you know, we it's, it's stupid shit. Like the hotel <laughs> is seems like it's shitty or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, there are bands that would kill just to sleep in a van out in a parking lot. Yeah, there's you know, no like, Wi-Fi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and 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 I think that might have helped to keep uh, our feet on the ground. You know, to like we never got too uppity and too better than in our. You know, because. I think we were always well aware that, you know, this could all not be happening for us. And we might yeah. just be, you know, doing what we were doing in 1981, just, you know, buying jugs of colored sugar water and then cups and then buying bologna and cheese and just making yeah. sandwiches. It's just like, I don't miss any of that, but that's what we did. And I never want to get too far away from the mentality that, what if we have to do that again? Would we still love to go out and play music or, you know? Yeah, working those jobs make you appreciate more 
what you had or made you miss playing music? Uh, both. Both. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Right. Like it. Like there. There would literally be times where I would hear my friend's voice in my. I'd be. I, I was doing this job at at one point where I'm just packing boxes and I'm just packing, taping, and moving it along. I'm just a robot, and and I I'd have my friends going. Kev, you're better than this. You're in, you're in seven. You're Kevin seconds. I'd have that voice mm. in my head, and that's a dangerous voice because then you because <laughs> if you listen to it, you just start going, "Fuck yeah, I am Kevin seconds. I shouldn't be here with with these little people." You know what I mean? Like yeah. you start thinking stupid, and and you, you it's it behooves you to not do that. Like it it just you could be confident and you can believe that you're doing. I should be in a band and I should just be doing this for the rest of my life. I absolutely that's fine. But to get to a point where you're just like I'm I'm too bad I'm too good for that. I shouldn't be it's just yeah. dangerous and stupid and yeah. It just never made sense to me, you know. I mean, so, pe- people in in some sex were always there, there was always somebody working a job when I got home. Like almost always. I was lucky that I just stay on the road doing Troy's my own doing thing. landscaping, I remember that too. That Troy, yeah. Steve's been he's he's been a casino manager. You know, Steve's done He's, he's like De Niro in that movie suits, or whatever. Yeah, 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 you know. And and and, and tr- you know, Bobby's tr- driving truck a tr- truck full time yeah. and stuff. So we were never like too, you know, we were never like too good to work. Yeah. I mean, we 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 could have just, you know, maybe had we just like started asking for more money and demanding more and, and playing more often and stuff. That was the other thing, though, is we were always trying to balance making it so that we don't just make it a a, a just a just a bummer. Like we're yeah. just on the road constantly. And we never see. It. And those guys all have kids. They would have, you know. Them missing out on their kids right, growing yeah. up and stuff would have been awful, I know, because of how they are as parents and stuff. So, so yeah. it was a, just a balancing act, really. Did you ever want to become a parent, but music got in the way? No. Okay. And Respect. I'm also married to somebody who just had about the same. Okay. We love kids. Like, yeah. we have, we're real, I think we're a really great aunt and uncle, you know? Yeah. But I just, we, there was only, I remember there'd be a couple times where we, I just got to go, should we talk about this? Like, shouldn't we be talking? And, and, and it would be me talking about it. Like, I'd be like, so are you, no, I'd be okay with it. I think we'd have a good kid and we'd make yeah. this, you know. But yeah, no, and that's not, it was never a burning. It's never any cards. Yeah, yeah, and everybody around us were just you're starting to have kids, and and then they'd start to look at us like, "What's up with these guys? Aren't they?" You know, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe they just can't have kids. You know, whatever. It was always like yeah. this weird thing, and we, I just think we just got to the point where we we're just like, we we had you know we had a we owned two coffee houses, and we 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 were also raising animals, which you know it's a different thing, obviously. No, but for sure. We have a we just our dogs and our cats mean yeah. like the world, like they're really a part of our family, and. And although that's not the same thing, it's just, you know, that helped to sort of fill in any sort of, if there was any sort of pressing desire to take care and nurture and, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'd yeah. just say, ah, oh, let's just, let's raise a dog. You know, yeah. let's, let's, let's rescue a dog that's in dire, you know, need. And, and so, and we thought about like the adoption thing. We were like, well, there are children that, that are already here that could use just good, yeah. good parents. And, but. I don't know. There's always something, money or just time or, you know, whatever. If if if, if it's meant to happen, you make it happen. Of course. Are, do people recognize you when you're doing Uber and stuff? Like, do people recognize you at work or jobs? <laughs> it's happened. Or? Yeah, it's happened. I had one really funny. I, I didn't do Uber. I haven't done that stuff since the 
COVID. It was started. a while ago, yeah. But I I did it uh, up until then, and and I was I took I picked up a guy one night. One night, he was just a kind of a cool, you know, slick back hair, and kind of <laughs> had cologne on, and he was just like he was just a cool dude. And he got in the back of my car, and he's talking on the phone, and it sounded like he was kind of maybe arguing with his wife or girlfriend. So I'm just I'm got I'm used to that. I'm just tuned out driving. I got like jazz music playing, and I'm just driving, <laughs> and then. Uh, He's, so he got off the phone and we're driving and he's like, "Hey man, so is this your? Is this you just do this for a living?" And I was like, "Eh, you know, it's a good, it's a good part time job. I make good money, and if I, if if one week I really apply myself, I can make real. You can make great money. I just, I'm, I just didn't want it. It's I, a hustle, right? It's a hustle. Yeah. You just have to know exactly where you're going and whatnot. You enjoyed what, it though. Oh, you know, like I love it. I love meeting it. people and shit. Yeah, I love it. I I enjoy the. I like delivering. I do more of the food delivery stuff. Yeah, it, it's just because it's. It's easy money. Uh, I don't have to have any human beings in the car. And yeah, the downside is that, like sometimes I'll have just crazy beef dishes that smell up my car mm. and I, that I can't take. But yeah. um, <laughs> but this guy was just like, he got off the phone and he's like, so you you know, you know like it? Is it a good job? And I was like, yeah, you know, it's cool. And he says, yeah, I thought about doing it. I, he goes, my, my brother owns a, he kind of owns a chain of Mexican, Mexican restaurants in the area. And I was like, which, which chain? And he said it. And I was like, oh shit, that's cool. And he goes, yeah, I'm the... He goes, I'm kind of in charge of marketing and da, 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 da. I was like, oh, that's cool. And and then uh, he said, did you, what did you, what did you do before this? And I said, oh, you know, I predominantly play music and da, 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 which is always a kind of a, sometimes you just don't say it because then you have that conversation. And, what kind is, what's it sound like? It, oh, I heard right. And this, you yeah. have a band, what's it called? And then it, like, I think we had this conversation <laughs> where if they don't know your band, it's so uncomfortable. It's just so like, oh my god, I don't. Want, I'm not gonna try to sell you on the well, band. Well, let me Google it right now. Or yeah, well, that weird. happens too. Yeah, yeah. But he, he, I, he <laughs> said, "What band?" And I said, seven seconds." And he said, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like I couldn't even see him. He's just like right over here talking over my shoulder. And I said, uh, "Yeah, yeah, we, you know, we kind of broke up a couple years ago, whatever." And he's like, "You got to be fucking kidding me, man! You're, you're my wife's favorite band." And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And he goes, "No, dude, I'm serious." And he calls he gets back on the phone and he starts talking to goes, you're never gonna believe who's my driver's da, da, da. so i get kind of hear it and kind of not and then he gets off the phone and he goes dude you you just you just saved like we were arguing and you just made you kind of helped us wow. make up on the he goes just because you were you know and i was like oh that's great hey if i can do my job you know blah 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 so as i'm getting close to the house he goes you got to come in and meet my wife she'll 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 die and i'm like <laughs> yeah i'm just, you know thank you i'm just not comfortable and he goes no 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 dude i swear you can leave whenever you want just come in say hi you know da, da, da. And i'm like fuck so i go away go in with them she's already freaking out she's like oh Kevin Legit. seconds. Wow. Come in, come in. Are you hungry? And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. And I ended up staying there for an hour. Just Holy he, they were shit. telling me. I mean, it was it was actually fun. Awesome. It wasn't yeah. bad, but it was just like sh- they were so happy, and they knew they she knew a, a lot about the band, so it wasn't like a it wasn't it was like an idol thing or you yeah. know groupy thing. It was just like she really was just like she grew grew. She was like in high school when she first got into us. It was it was fun to write about, you know, and talk yeah. about. But yeah, it's just um, it's it's happened a few times, but not not too. There was like a MMA uh, UFC fighter that's I guess a kind of well known guy that loves hardcore stuff. Yeah, and uh, he trains in Sacramento, and he I picked him up at the airport, and he immediately goes, "Why do you look familiar, man? Are you do you play music?" And I was like, yeah. And, wow but such a small world man it's <laughs> it's so crazy it is it's bizarre and and you know you it's the last almost the last place you it's almost like you don't want that to happen because then it's just like all this stuff goes in your head totally like, man god damn you know it's like are they going poor guy what happened to you you know this poor guy's work and but it's usually just people that are just like 
so excited to like get to maybe they have some questions they always wanted to ask you yeah. or like you know they, no, they got you in your house their house or, <laughs> or the they saw a great show that they it, it was so memorable to them yeah. and they can say i saw you guys in san jose and da 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 and it, i i love that shit it doesn't bother me yeah it's, it's i had good. that i had that like in between when my band took a hiatus in um 2001 i had moved to la and then we weren't really playing i got a job at golden voice I started working at the Henry Fonda Theater. Ah. And so I started working with a bunch of people I recognized from the Warped Tour and stuff. Yeah. Guy, Brian what, were you, what, what did you do? I was loading the gear in and out, oh, setting cool. up the stage cool. and all this stuff. And I never did shit like that before. I was a roadie, but I was a terrible roadie. <laughs> but I had been touring for so long, and then I was about to have a kid. So I was like, yo, I got yeah. to do this. I'm not touring, so I got to go hustle. So I started working there. And there were bands pulling up with like these young hardcore bands or pop-up bands. Yeah. I recognize you're in a band. Uh, so, and I'd be, car- I'd be helping the together. You have to touch a gear in the band. I said, no, dude, I'm working. This is my job. I'm getting paid. So <laughs> I'd, I'd be taking selfies with people while I'm loading their gear. I'd be on stage. Yeah. They'd, they'd, they'd give me a shout out during their set. I'm like, yo, I'm just working in the back. Like just behind. It was such a, it's a weird awesome thing. weird reality. Yeah. And it was like, then I, then I hired like, Isaac to work there for me once and Danny Boy House of Pain worked for me once. I had all my friends to work <laughs> and they were like not the best. I love you guys. You weren't the best workers. Yeah. It was like talking shit, breaking balls. But like I worked for like almost two years. That's cool. But it was cool. Like just all these different bands coming through that maybe opened up for us and now they're big. Just yeah. shit like that. Like a different kind of it's, it's a reality. Weird. Well, it's it, this is really <clears throat> interesting because so one of these, this idea that I've had for a while now is a, a podcast that I wanted to think about doing is um, – I want to talk to punk rock hardcore people about jobs. It's just, it's all yeah. based on, and it would I'd have to vet it so that it, you'd have enough material like stories that you you know. Yeah. But I, I you're on the list. I was gonna yeah. if and when it happens, I'm like I'm just gonna make a list of the people that I'd want to have a, who who were good at talking and who could tell a story and because I love the idea of it. It's like there's a, it turns out that I have a lot of friends that were from bands that have done the same thing. Yeah, I knew we weren't gonna tour and I yeah. I didn't know what to do. The the whole thing with the rideshare thing has been great for artists because you really don't you're not really working for anybody. Your, your own independent you have your own kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely and, it, and you know there's downsides you, you, like you, it, it, once you learn the hustle then you learn how to make your time count and all the yeah. driving but when you're new and you just think I'm just gonna hear you know, like most people get it and they realize like they're 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 accepting all of these little three dollar rides which you learn quickly don't accept anything okay. any. I try oh, the to short do ones you mean y- yeah I don't do any of the like chicken the shit runs my car or no. something. I, yeah, okay. my big thing was always like I'm gonna I wanna make I wanna make $20 an hour it, like my goal is like if I was working a job I'd, I'd be say okay I want $20 an hour and so then if you have or say the, whatever the minimum wage is but I just would always go higher and go 18 and once I started doing that, I realized, well, this is really easier than I thought it was going to yeah. be. Like, and if you have a personality and you can talk to people and you can read people, you're you got it. You got it. You're you're good to go. And I yeah. can do it anytime. I've done it down here. I've done. I've had a really? show. Yeah, I had a show at. Uh, it was when the, what's that place that used to be over by the, it was off Sunset. Uh, Mm. It's, it was like it was a knitting factory. I remember the knitting factory. Yeah, it was a yeah. knitting factory. Yeah. I was playing a show there. With Chuck Reagan from Hot Water Music, and I ha- I just got down her early, and I thought, fuck, I'm just gonna see if I can. I'm just gonna turn my app on and see. If that <laughs> is amazing. I man. did four rides. I took some people up to. Why are you in town to play a show? <laughs> the, day amazing, the day up. The day up. I ended up making. I made ninety bucks. I Dude. made like ninety bucks, and and 
I think I got paid that night. I think I got paid like 150 bucks. So I actually wow. made, you know, but yeah, That's I would, incredible, I've man. done that in Oakland. I've done it in Berkeley. Like if I, if I, I do the food delivery stuff mostly because then I can just get in, do the delivery and then I don't have to worry about having people in my car. I did it. I did it a couple of times and it just, I didn't know the, I didn't know that market very well and yeah. i don't know the city driving around so it was a little weird i mean it's all on gps but yeah yeah man i i, I just think it's great i love that the wackiness of just being able to go out and make a few bucks like yeah before you go play a show that's incredible <laughs> man i didn't even allowed to do that like it's still california state obviously but it's got to be within the state yeah 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 i i like there i think there are a couple companies where you can do it into t- the connecting state so like you could be you could do it in nevada and arizona but with lyft or uber you got to be in the same state um, wow! Yeah. So, what's your current job at this moment? Uh, I'm I'm honestly not really doing it. the the art stuff has been rolling in so great. so well that I've just been kind of the merch. If I apply, if it, I have a studio, a legit studio, and if I yeah. just apply myself, if I I also was able to get a a, a loan for a, a business loan. Which yeah, bands nice. are getting that. People are getting that. Yeah. So I and I didn't SBA think SBA or the PPP or something PPP, like that. PPP. Yeah. Yep. And and Al, Al my, my Allison knew about it. Yeah. For, my wife she too. owns a gym, and she's like, "Well, I they really were hurting. Like yeah. she was having, she she started doing remote stuff, and that was working, but it was still struggling. And they've got a big, nice gym. Yeah. And a, a couple partners dropped out, so they weren't sure if they could get anybody to come in. And so she was really having a hot, tough time. And then she found out about this loan. And then she yeah. said, you know, you should do it for the art space because when we're open, we're doing shows, we're doing arts, you know, we're doing, we're showing art, but we're also, we, we were doing music shows yeah. and all kinds of stuff. So I thought, ah, I don't, there's no way they're going to give me a loan. So I got a loan, which helps me pay my rent at least into the year, yeah, which is great. nice. I don't have to sweat that. But yeah, I haven't really been working any. I, I was uh, driving, uh, doing a. I was driving, uh, just delivery stuff, and I liked the job, but it was just, um, just at some point, I was just like, it, this is just, it's ten hours a day, and Ooh. you know, it's it's kind of just, it's it's not hard work, but it's almost like, I could probably do better if I was just focusing on making yeah. art more often and totally, stuff like yeah. that. So. So, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm, and I've, like, you know, the thing with me is, like, I've also embraced the technology. Like, a lot of my friends, people my age are like, yeah, I hate all that shit. I mean, none <laughs> of my band members, like, they don't care about the internet. They don't yeah. want to know anything. But I always embraced it. I was like, I know there's a way to keep, this is going to be good for us in terms of communicating. Totally. And, and ease of, like, sending Promoting contracts projects, and everything. just everything. And now, with live streaming and shit, you, you literally can just, you can still play shows. I mean, it's yeah. not the, it's not the best. It's never yeah. going to it's never going to replace seeing an actual show but totally but it 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 may it prolongs my life as a performer because there i'm already at a point i did the you know i did the i did a couple, bunch of great tours with steve soto and those were just am- am- amazing because yeah. i was touring with somebody that i just related to and vice versa after that i got invited to do that rancid dropkick murphy thing right which was like you know it's not going to get any better than that like and That's i incredible. said i said like I can't top this. Like I'm on a bus every night. I'm I have I'm being taken care of. I eat, you know. Incredible man. And I'm getting paid to do it. And I'm playing in front of it. Even even though I'm the opening guy, I'm still playing at a minimum of like fifteen hundred, two thousand people <laughs> as they're just walking in so for incredible, ransom. Man. And I just said I I told Allison. I just said I don't know that. I'm not even sure I want to tour after this. I almost feel like I've just <laughs> I hit the the pinnacle and and there's nothing wrong with it, but getting in a van and going and playing in the middle of America, 
I don't. It's not even the numbers. It's just the, the driving four hundred miles and then yeah. playing at a bar. I, I always hate. I never liked playing bars, and that's those are the only places that will pay me guarantees with the kind of music I make. Yeah. It's just not a good. It's not a night. I don't like the trade off. Like I'd almost yeah. rather just go out and play in basements and record stores and do that. I make, I enjoy it more, and I I end up selling more music and art yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah. And so I I've kind of been, kind of re embraced the whole underground DIY thing again where I started. You know, yeah. like because it's 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 just a it's you know it's it's it makes it more interesting and it there's it, you know you can't. I don't know. You know the whole thing. It's like if, you know, it's always, you know, who knows from year to year whether you're, you know, you're considered a, you know, passe and just, yeah, eh, they're old school. Who gives a shit about them? And Totally. I mean, there are young kids that hear seven seconds, probably H2, and they don't, you know, some an old school person would say, that, that's hardcore. And they're like, that's not hardcore. Yeah. Or, or punk rock. That's not punk rock. You know, and it's like, at toward the end, we were like, we don't even know where we fit in anymore. There's it's no. It's punk. It's melodic. Oh, yeah. Nobody, that, we couldn't even, even if we thought it, no, you know, we helped define hardcore. We helped create it. But yeah. it, it didn't, there's new school kids that just have no idea. This doesn't sound like hardcore. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, there's so many, so many generations <laughs> of it and sounds and everything, man. And you try and to just that name thrown around the word hardcore and gently. It's like, weird. Yeah. It's just it used to be important. Like I, yeah. like it used to be such a it was such a big part of our identity because we were part of that initial wave and it just felt like fuck. Finally, we're 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 involved. We're in something that's from the ground floor. This is great. You know. Yeah. How often do you get to do that? But yeah. it just it it just changed so quickly and and it gets out of the control and you i remember trying to fight it i'd write a song about it and i'd try to like <laughs> fuck you you're not gonna own something that belongs to us you know yeah and then i was like what am i doing like you know I, i'm not convincing anybody that you know the people who know know and the, and exactly. the people who don't know don't give a shit and it i'm not gonna try i'm not gonna what i'm not what am i trying to do convince somebody like we're the ones that are hardcore that metal sounding shit is you know Oh. Yeah, and I've heard those conversations, and you just go, "Oh, it's so cringy." It's like <laughs> there's nothing worse than some old band dude just like holding on to the flag, like you know, it's mine, it's not yours. It's like fuck all that. But stuff. I do think it's magical that you guys made all those records and then just said we're not doing it anymore. And the last one was like "Leave the Light On." Yeah, leave a light on it, and I love that great, record. I love the record like, too, I, man. I feel like that, that's a great way. If it has to be the last one, it could be the last one. Thank you. Yeah, and you that's what, what I, mean? I think too. I mean, yeah. I I don't know that a lot of people know about that album, but when it, it in the you know the few times I've actually kind of gone back and listened to it, I'm just so happy about it. Like I I we we recorded with Steve Krebeck, who's one of our favorite human yeah. beings. We we got to get we got, we just got to make the record we wanted. I I spent I worked so hard on all of the songs. Like I really spent so much time in the writing part of it we got to spend time we act, we never did pre-production shit and we got yeah. to really spend a lot of time doing that and then we even got to have like just you know like silly stuff like Ian McKay doing the very in the tag at yeah. the end like he doesn't Sick. do that shit no, you know no. and I, I I struggled with even asking because I thought yeah. I, I didn't want to be told <laughs> no I was like oh it'll kill me if he says no I know but it, it just it just has these little moments the cover you know it, it, it yeah. our dog Lulu which, who was our first dog ever and just met, means to this day so much to us you know just so much about it it just it was like it just it, it was it, it, even as when it was done I think I even said if this is our last record yeah. fuck it I'm good you totally. know like but a yeah. lot more melody on that one too compared to the ones before that I think. Probably, like yeah. More like a, yeah. Not like ourselves, but more like a, um, 
Maybe so maybe like new in vibe, maybe as far as like more melody, not just like fast know, punk rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's it I think so I think you're right. And and more hooky chorus, like more catchy. I don't know. Not that it was oh nice no, stuff's not catchy, but just more singing, I think. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it was probably also, from playing acoustic a bunch by yourself and stuff. Could have been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that pe- few people have said that and I and I, I think I think maybe there's something to that. And also like Steve Grebeck is like a real producer. He he will whip you into shape. Bring it out of like you, yeah. we we're, we've we've always just been like, you know, you're not going to tell us what, to, you know, and it's like what yeah. do you have a producer for if you're not going to listen? Exactly. But he's the kind of guy that you want to because mm-hmm. he 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 just has a when we did we did good to go that album good to go with yep. him. And that was kind of our first return back to like we were back on a label. Yep. It wasn't a major label. Side one. Side one dummy and we were actually getting support from the label and it yep. was like it felt like okay, we we have a home again, you know. Yeah. And and it I mean that was crazy cuz that got us on the warp tour and yeah. it, you know. So it 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 just opened up these doors and and it it just felt it was like new life for us and we I say this all the time, we had several of those. Like we yeah. we had so many different levels of that that it just it prolonged the fun and the love of it and totally. even we may have turned off there were I you know each record would there be like uh, okay I'm done with these guys you know but then there'd be this new crew <laughs> totally, of kids yeah. or whatever that would say fuck I love that it's my favorite record you know exactly so, you know you, you never you, know you've gone through that totally. it's like you you, you know you, especially with a major label thing because yeah. that that major label our one major label record was probably the least successful record we've ever done but. It's weird, people. And in my mind, is like, that restless? Uh, no, no it was, there was the epic. It was on uh, Immortal. It was Corn's oh, label. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and we just one year, and it we 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 went to we were doing all we did all those crazy fucking radio festival shows yeah. with like no doubt just blew up and wow just crazy stuff like that and it was like all right fuck it we've never done it let's just see what happens yeah you know and and this is we'd already at that point we were already was 15 years old no that was, was, uh, was the music it? the message it was music called the message that's yeah. right and they Damn. they wanted us to there was huge budget like we could have they, the they had in the contract there was like all of these thousands of dollars for videos that we never yeah. used we ended up getting that money back we got it at wow. the end so that it, almost never happens it's amazing i you know we left we left it they they, they they we had a meeting with them and they said you know uh we the, the label immortal said we we we'd, we'd be into doing a second record but we'd have to find a new distributor yeah and they said we think we might be able to get a distributor and i just said i don't want who cares you know like <laughs> what, like i don't i don't want to have to go through this shit again just because you know it, it, because with with that to their credit they were cool with us like they wanted us come to hollywood record we said yeah. no we were recording in the sacramento where there's you know there's a skate skate ramp in the Sick. middle of the studio like our friend's studio wow and we they they tried they did what they were supposed to do but we just said you know, we're, we're already 15 years old. We're already old guys. So like, you're not going to mold us into something that's yeah. going to be marked. Either you're signing us because you just love the band and you want to see what you can do with us. And hopefully it'll do great. Or we'll have a hit song on the radio. Or yeah, anything like that. yeah. No. And they, and I think to their, their credit, they really kind of knew that was going to happen, but you know, that you do one record deal with a major. That's pretty unheard of too. Yeah. Cause you get and, wa- and walk out records. of it and get paid money that's to crazy. live for, for the, for a year, you know, like we bought a van and you know, we just, we were able to, and we, you know, there was no swindle. It was just yeah. all like the stuff that was contractually, you know, we we would have never known had we not had an attorney to look yeah. at that stuff. But it was usually an you walk away like with nothing, nothing, owing and, them yeah. hundreds of thousands. The only bummer is that I I want to get the rights. I want to get that stuff back because I want mm. to have that reissued, and because that's never been on social on uh, like Spotify and any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And my goal 
is to get everything out there so that if we, you know, when we're gone, at least it's there and maybe our families maybe can benefit from whatever. Like I, I, I hate that our, this, some of the records are just not available anywhere. Yeah. It my friend, my out. friend Dan Smith today was trying to find the crew or something. He said he couldn't find or something online or something with Spotify or something. BYO, they didn't, they didn't want, they, it was up and then they yanked it off. They didn't have it. And it was a real big issue for me because that, that only helps the bands. And it's it a crazy the catalog thing. as well, too. I know. And it I, helps everybody. I know. I know. And I, 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 I get it. I understand, you know, Spotify's evil and all this other bullshit. But it's just like I, I had an interesting conversation with Ian, and I said, um, is Discord stuff on it? So I finally goes, yeah. And I was like, and I, in my mind, I'm thinking, Ian fucking Mackay no. is like the most virtuous. He's like the, the standard, the gold Straight standard up. of like, you know. And if he's saying, and I said, well, what are, what's your take? And he goes, we all just want our music heard. Like that's Dude, the whole point of it. We just want our music, you know. And I thought that's it. That's that's, the, it. that's exactly what what I'm. I feel is the thing. Like so, seven seconds is not on Spotify. Yeah, we're on it. Like the side one stuff's on it. The um, uh, I think the rest. Soul Force. Soul Force is on it. I think. I don't know. I but have not the crew and walk together, rock together. Mm-mm. Maybe that can change with the reissue. Well, that's a whole new story. That's I'm because the crew's coming out, ladies and gentlemen, on Trust Records. It's the uh, 40th anniversary. Well, now that because this when will this come out? Whenever you guys want, we'll make it happen. So okay, I'm, uh, there's we'll no there's that. been no announcement, so I don't know what Joe and those guys want to even. He'll, he'll tell me when to put yeah. it out. All right, yeah. you talk to him, and yeah. I don't care personally, but yeah. So <laughs> pro- chances are it'll come out after, but yeah, that's that's the exciting stuff is that the BYO stuff has been Trust is going to work on that yeah. stuff, and there's all this new life and. And it's in the hands of people that, you know, and hey, you know, BYO did us a solid when it happened, but the records got misrepresented in ways I don't even want to talk about, but there was just weird pressings and stuff that just should not have happened. And it'll always be a crime. Thorn on my side, but, but we're gonna get the trust people, man. man. Jesus, like they're they're down. They're part of the scene and the community. They understand it. Yeah, and Joe Nelson, Matt Pink is from Judge. It's, it's, great it's, people. It, we barely have started working together, and it's already been just a an amazing, cool yeah, thing. They get it, and they and, and they they grew up in the music, and they and they're yeah. accessible. If you have a question, yeah, you, can, you know, you text, you phone calls. It's, everybody's talking, and it's and they do have love for the music and want more people to hear it now because. I didn't really realize to say that you guys weren't on Spotify because when I spoke to Joe about the re-releases, like, yeah, so now new kids can get it, new, you know, yeah. release it, different merch, different, all kinds of stuff to get them to the new generation. But Spotify is so fucking key for yeah. bands, especially bands from us, from us older. I'm, I mean, like, you're way, been around way longer than H2O, but as far as like, having the music out there, man, especially if there's going to be, like, a new re-release of vinyl or a new T-shirt, yeah. like... People automatically go to Spotify. They're not going to the record store. You know, they might go on iTunes and try to buy it, but like Spotify and Apple Music and yeah, it, it's, it's true. Whether we like it or not, it's just part of what's happening. You know, it, like, I don't get the fighting it because it to me like when people just are resistant to it, I'm just like you. Now you're just doing stupid shit. Like that's, so, there's nothing from that label that's on Spotify. Yeah. Okay, so it's not just you guys. It I was on you. for got a minute you. and it got yanked down. Got they, you. They, yeah, and and we asked, we talked to them, and they just said, you know. Stealing from you guys and everything from us. Like, what? I get it. I understand. We're not. I. I mean, I don't fully get like the in when it breaks down as to what they pay our bands as opposed to Madonna or whatever. But I just it, it, ultimately, I just it it, it 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 crushes my soul to not have music that we worked so hard to just not be available. Like, and it doesn't make sense for us to you, you know when you're active and you're still doing stuff to do 
new vinyl color vinyl whatever that makes sense but to keep yeah. just you know we're not going to make vinyl unless i'll leave it in the hands of like trust because they yeah. they they know what people are buying they know totally. what they, you know what i don't i really honestly have no idea yeah. like i i we were on we did our we did leave a light on on rise records and yeah they were saying all right so we you know we're do we do these package deals and you know where you buy the t-shirt da, da, da. Yeah. i have no like I, that just seemed ridiculous to me but that's what it's kids totally want normal. that's yeah, what man. kids want they want limited shit like all that i know and so it, you know it, you can fight it and be you know old school and i'm i'm just it's it's about the, the you know and i'm like i'm i'm about i like to think that we have our integrity the it's fully intact but i just i'm also old enough to realize like i'm a bit stuck in my ways in an era that i understand that it's no longer and 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 i i can grow with it the new stuff but i just don't want to be uh, resistant to new ch- but changes. reality is discord's on um spotify so that's like right like, come on man that's, that's just like <laughs> the greatest independent label in the world you know like so in, that's in, like that's just like okay yeah so there there just from that it. alone i'd be like okay yeah that's all it took i mean i knew that it was that's what he was gonna say i just <laughs> i was like you know it, it, hearing hearing that it's just like that's that makes complete sense so know? when would the crew come out do you think when's this coming out this year obviously yeah, uh, yeah. I just don't know. I, I'm I'm reluctant because it, it they're they're right now. They're on the the big this push for the Circle Jerks album. And, yeah, and I know that they haven't even. I don't think they've even announced that they're doing our thing. I think there's I, people are starting to know about it, but okay. they haven't even announced it yet. So I'm, that's the only reason I'm saying that off the record because yeah. I don't know what they're. Yeah. I don't know when this will come out and stuff. Yeah, but I think Joe says. I think it. he said. I think May. May or maybe that's when they're going to to announce it. It's a big. Yeah. They're going to do it as a summer release, and then. Yep. Um, I'm asking him right now. When yeah, I'd be curious. He told me, and I just I'm I'm spacing it out. No, it's, I think it's really cool. It's 40 years old. That's crazy, man. Let me get this little. Isn't that so crazy? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. 40, and 40, and you're still here, and you're still making music and writing songs, and still trying. Still, but you still, you, you still have the punk rock angst. You think at 60 years old? Yeah, more. I think I do more. Honestly, I think I because now. It's like when you have you have a new set of eyes, you know. You've yeah. seen things. You you're a little more worldly. Yeah. And back when I was we were recording the crew, I was speaking about worldly things that I had no idea about. Yeah. Like it was all just newspaper articles and news stuff. It was very naive and very. And I'm I would do it again in a heartbeat because I liked that innocence. There's something about yeah. the innocence of, of those our, our bands when we first yeah. start out. It's important. It's totally. and especially when the band grows. But I, I you know. The hard, the tough side is that people weirdly will try and hold you to something that you wrote when you were twenty years old. You know what I mean? And you're a fifty year old man, or you're fifty five or a sixty year old yeah. man. It's very strange, and I've never understood it. I've had crazy debates over it. I've, I've just, I've fought with people about it. Like, think about what you're saying. You're trying to hold something I wrote when I was nineteen, and yeah. with all the best intention. But even like people say, you know, people like in the, in this day of 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 just unra- you know, racial unrest and and police brutality, you know, it people will always they'll say, yeah, and you guys, you know, way ahead of you're way ahead of the game. You were talking about, you know, racism and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it, it was important to me. But I think about it, and I'm like, we were we were still as as well intentioned as we were. We still really didn't get it. We shouldn't have got it. We were young dumbasses. Yeah. But now that I get it and I understand what systemic racism or oppression means and yeah. I understand what all that stuff means and I and I understand what white privilege means I know it's offensive 
it feels weird to hear that and it's uncomfortable but it it we should be uncomfortable we should be so uncomfortable that we really think about this and work it out and yeah. really keep our brains i just saw this interview with is an old johnny carson show with yeah. marlon brando the actor from 68 and it's it's insane i want to share it with online it's 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 a masterpiece he he had marched with king and wow. was at his funeral and he he had him interviewed just after martin luther king was assassinated and he came out on the, on on national you know this big movie star yeah and he just he said the stuff that could have been right now wow you know what i mean like everything yeah. and it wasn't like corny white person trying to do the right you know trying to be the good guy it was like well thought out i've been on the i've marched alongside dr king like it's amazing dude you it'll bring you i i bawled watching it i was sitting i was just sitting waiting for what was it somewhere somewhere in public and i was watching i'm (laughs) like this is this is too much this is like i want to see that's amazing it's really cool but but you know it it just shows that you know it like Growing up, you know, I just I there was so much of this weird shit that I I knew was wrong, and I I just didn't know what to. Peer pressure would say, "Well, just let it. Don't worry about it. You don't have to worry about it." Like, yeah, that's the way society is. And I I'm so happy that at some point I just said, "I don't think this is the way society's supposed to be. I, I don't think we're I don't think we're supposed to be separate separated like this." And yeah. w- one group of people, one race of people, are supposed to be a little less than. Yeah, I just don't think so. I don't understand why that would be. You know, so. I, but but being older, you have you you have a world, better worldview. I th- I'd like to think, and I, I yeah. still feel that anger, and I still feel maybe more so. Honestly, now mm-hmm. that now that we have the ability to see stuff immediately, yeah, and you see footage, and you see you hear these stupid stupid shit people are saying, yeah, it, that almost makes you think nothing's changed. Almost yeah. it has. We but know, the, that, but the internet totally magnifies about like yes. millions, especially social media. It's like. Yeah, all day long in your face. It just absolutely, and um, it it, keep, it it makes it easy to just say one little uh, slogans and without really any real meaning. Yeah, like which is which we we don't want to do that either because then it's just it waters it down and it makes the detractors go see they don't even know what they're talking about. They're just yeah. putting something on a sign and walking around like looking like an idiot hippie, you know. And <laughs> and and they have a they have a valid argument yeah. like like we should know what we're talking about. We should know, and it's one of the reasons I have a tough time. You know, I've been politically active. I've been involved in going out and trying to do. Yep. You know, but I get so I, I get so fucking frustrated because it's like, if you're working with people that are just young and full of you know energy and spirit, I want to do the right thing, but really don't don't pay attention and don't don't research it. You're just like, it it's not going to do anything. It, yeah. you, we're just going to look like a bunch of entitled white people that are just trying to get on the good side of somebody. You know, like mm-hmm. let's 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 try to make. First of all, let's shut the fuck up and listen for a while. Let's yeah. not always be the first people not that want to talk. Not everything needs a reaction. Yeah, like I don't know Take why. Take it all in and check and listen. To, just yeah. listen. Yeah. Like let listen listen about something that we don't fully embrace because mm-hmm. we haven't experienced that in our lives. You know, I'm not saying white people have not experienced pain and suffering, and I'm not saying that. I just yeah, it it's crazy to try to the equivalency is weird. Like to try to say, you know. No one's gonna. There's just as many, you know, white people getting beaten up by. It's just this, yeah. all these weird fucking fake arguments. You know, it's just like, where did you pull that out of your ass? When did you do that? You know. Yeah, nobody has like links <laughs> or anything to to, to like preference anything. They just spout things off. Or they're like, like to these no blogs that yeah. some goofball nerd that you know he lives at home with his parents. And he's, <laughs> he's you know I've got a blog and people I can talk all the shit I want. You know. Um, what one of the songs on the crew we talked about the other day because I sent you this. 
public enemy thing that I did is that colorblind actually on the crew you're actually rhyming and it's anti-racist too and so you obviously you were singing about it back then as well but you're like one of the first per- that was 84 so you're like one of the first people in hardcore i would say that was rhyming because i don't think homeboy from ramones had a hip-hop record around then either D- uh, diddy king was that was that was that around 84 no nah, i don't know that was later i don't know when that came but out as far as hardcore you're like the first guy rhyming on a song i gotta give credit where credit's due oh, shit. uh Men in Blue Youth Brigade. I think they. Oh yeah, what are we gonna youth, do about yeah, the Men yep. in Blue? Well, I was walking down the street just the other day. Oh yeah. I think they got it. They did it oh, first. Shit. But good, good call, man. But you know, it's funny because what one of the things that connected us with with Sean and those guys is that we we all were getting into this new new form, this rap stuff. Wow. We had we had heard about it. You know, the first rap record I heard was the fucking that dumb. Maybe not the first, but the one that I was able to buy was the Malcolm McLaren, uh, three, three Dutch Buffalo Gals going around the outside. Yeah. And it was really weird and corny, but what it did was it exposed <laughs> there. Were, it all on that record. There's the, he, he does these samples of from, a, from this radio station that was at, coming out of Long Island. Okay. There were these two guys called the World Supreme Team. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they did a weekly, a, 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 a hip hop rap. Thing and they were exposing all the stuff that was going on in the Bronx and wow. Brooklyn and stuff. And I, I, I don't know why I was fascinated by it. I don't, it's like I still wonder about this. Like, why did it just <laughs> call to me? So I, I remember trying to talk to people. That, you know, probably writing a letter, making phone calls, and going, "Do you have tapes of that show? Could you send me?" And somebody sent me a, a tape of wow. just the stuff that had like. Like Curtis Blow and Sick. just crazy early stuff and Sugar Hill maybe yeah Sugar Hill stuff and yeah. then Grandmaster Five and Furious Five and there was this band called Double Trouble where it's a yeah uh, they're on that there's that documentary uh, Wild Style there was a documentary yeah, yeah, yeah. called Wild Style. I we I never saw I didn't see the film until maybe ten years ago but I had the soundtrack to it, it was an album and I remember Steve and I just sitting and listening to it we learned the whole thing like double trouble in the house double trouble double trouble you know Kevy Kev it was just crazy <laughs> we learned the whole thing from back you know and we're just punk kids I yeah. don't know but there was something about just the it felt like it was it was like it was like these young, urban kids these, these kids in New York our age yeah. had their own underground scene. It was it, it reminded me of what we were trying to do as far as the punk scene goes, yeah. and also that the, they had the whole ta- uh, the tagging the graffiti, graffiti stuff, yeah. which which was amazing. So that all it all just blew my mind, and I wanted to know about it, but I just was like, I don't even know how to, you know, I don't I don't. It's not like I relate to the the environment that they're from or yeah. how they how they how they're living day to day, but I just loved the the fact that they were creating stuff. And then totally. a few years later, you know, the like Run DMC came out. Of course, and, game changer, man. Yeah, it's crazy. All that stuff was so good. I mean, it, uh, it to me, it was it's it was surprising that more punk kids didn't like that stuff. I couldn't understand it yeah. for some reason. You know, when New like, York, obviously, the punk and the hardcore and yeah, the hip hop was all like big. fucking meshing. Yeah, especially late eighties and early nineties. Living yeah. there was amazing, man. Go yeah. to CBGBs on a Sunday night, Sunday afternoon that night. Go to the Limelight or Palladium. See like Wu Tang or like. My wife worked at the limelight. Our friend DJ in the hip hop room, like just yeah. going all around New York and seeing like it always seemed so, so cool, effort. Man. Like there was it seamless the 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 connection between hip hop and punk rock in New York. Yeah, it just seemed like because even the Beastie Boys sing totally the early you know stuff. Punk, Polly walks too. Yeah, it's crazy. Like that that had such a uh, it was such a seamless thing. It seemed like it was all kind of built to work together in a way. I don't know why. Yeah, Bad Brains and the Beastie Boys. But not but in yeah. hardly I don't know any other city like that, really. Because it was think? all no, cause it was coming all com- it was all coming from yeah, there. Yeah. So it just it meshed with the like Ella Cool J and like 
just the early stuff too. Then they went Roxanne, like, Roxanne, Roxanne, MC Light, um, uh, Big Daddy Kane, Big Daddy Kane. So you loved a lot of hip hop too. Then? All of it, like, um, New York Boogie Down Productions. Like yeah. I just because that was the, dude, the, yeah. the big political. Like that was the yeah. kind of the clash of the. You know, like he was really My saying some heavy all shit. All that stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, and and I mean, I you know that thing is is that I. Yeah, I loved it all. I was making my own mixtapes. I was finally, I, when I, I'd go out of town and I'd find these records and here and in San Francisco, and then I just started to turn on. Steve always loved it too. Steve was right there with me. So, but we really got into, I mean, we got into the point where we we started learning how to break dance and just do nice. crazy shit. Reno, we had this little summer where these, there's a, there's a group of <laughs> Filipino kids that just decided they were a gang. And, and uh, Circus Circus had this, uh, this carousel area it was where all the arcade games were and they'd have all this wacky circus acts and that's where mostly all kids went it didn't matter what what you were into you just went and and bored punk rockers would just go around there and sometimes beg for change whatever we'd go because one of us worked there and we'd off work and our friends would you know we'd play pinball and we'd you know go eat in the restaurant but these little this group of filipino kids came up to us and they started to it was right after one of the big movies, Break In or mm-hmm. uh, Beat Street, Street. Or whatever. And they were just like, like they started to do the wave thing. To battle you guys. Like to battle us. And we're just wow. like, uh, we're not ready yet. Like, it's like, <laughs> we're still learning And they moves. were just these young kids. Like they were just wow. like, they like, they didn't want to, they weren't ready to fight us. They just wanted to battle us. And we were like, and I remember being so, so bummed that we were, we couldn't do it. Like I'm like, wow. man, how great would it have been if we would have just blown their minds and Did been you like, step you know, up your moves after that? No, dude, I, I, <laughs> I went further backwards. I'm like, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not meant to be this, you know. Wow. No, I just, but I did want to. I remember loving. I, I didn't try and really understand how to rap, like how to, like I, I wanted to be good at that. Way uh, there's a, there was an agnostic, agnostic front came. We booked agnostic front at a uh, like a uh, VFW hall or something. Yeah. And my friend and I had a, we had made this tape that I mean, I think about this now and I fucking cringe. Like it, <laughs> I wouldn't even, you couldn't even release it now. You, it would just be canceled. Immediately. Oh, okay. But we were the fun- funky white honkies <laughs> and it was just the stupid. It was so culturally appropriating, like oh, nothing, but right. it was out of lop. Like we, yeah, yeah, we yeah. loved, like we were, my friend figured out, he learned kind of how to do the scratching thing. And we Funky really, white it was so terrible. It, it, Get ready for it, people to start posting comments. Uh, it's fine. I, you know, whatever. What can I say? But yeah, the, it, we, we, there was a compilation tape that only was released in, in Reno, and and we had a song in there. And it was just, it was, it was the equivalent of like a when the Beastie Boys were nothing but a comedy act. It was that mm. same cheesy, like you know, funk, you know. It was terrible, but anyway, you got you got something. You remember the one of the rhymes at all? No. Um, <laughs> oh, you have to hear this. Shit. Oh my god! You have a demo somewhere? I I I'll send it to you. I Dude. I have the the compilation. It was it was so dumb. And, and there's even a like a storyline like the, the two guy. There's two girls that go into a club. It, it, literally, there's dialogue. You wrote you wrote this? It was just is me and my friend Chris, and he we just we we loved rap. We loved it. But we, we, we try to be serious about it, and it just sounded stupid. Yeah. You know, like it, it sounded too forced. So we were thinking, I, it must have been because the Beastie Boys came out, and we were like, well, this gives us this sort of 
license to ill. Now, this kind of mm. gives us this license to be wacky rap, but yeah. which is funny to me because I've never been a wacky guy. Like yeah. I've never been that dude. It, I think it was just it was it was something that Reno we nobody experienced and we just all loved it. I have got a tape of a bunch of us just at my old house. There was a house where four or five of us lived, and it was just a punk rock house, and we're all just. Trying to rap to this drum machine, so I don't know who Dude, had the drum this machine. Is gold. Do, 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 do. It was just terrible. <laughs> so I'll I'll look for it. And I'll send it to you. But I don't think I'd want it out there. I think it's just one of those. I was gonna say we could put it at the end of this episode. Like <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that. Maybe that. Yeah, that so nobody can download it. <laughs> but then Color I don't Bro- even care if they download. It. I just don't want to get like I I want yeah, everyone to understand. Trouble. Like yeah. there's no. It, you know, it Try to the, the, Kevin the intent was that we loved it so fucking much, but we really didn't understand yeah. it. Yeah, you know, we didn't come from the you world were of about like, it, though. You yeah. loved it. and and look, I mean, who you know that that's you, history shows, you know, white kids that fell in love with reggae music and yeah. tried to tell you reggae music or blues music, yeah, you know. Of so you know, I I never got to the point where I wanted to do it so much that I I started to just. I didn't care about making money from it. I just loved it so much. And I and I was also fascinated by just the whole idea of like, you know, even like the first time I ever thought of, like I remember the most menacing hip hop I'd ever heard was Schoolie D from Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I, Like I heard that recently and I'm, I'm like, it sounds, it's it's so harmless sounding. But yeah. he was a real gang guy. He like was, he was talking he was. some real, he was talking Parks, uh, Parkside Killers or yeah. whatever he says. And, and that was so menacing. Like I was just like, what's that about? Like, mm-hmm. what is he doing? What's going on in his life? You know, so and that, and that D, pre wow. that predated any of the like NWA and the oh. gangster rap stuff. Like, did you like NWA and stuff? Oh yeah, of course, I loved it. I thought it was super punk. Them and Public Enemy, man. Absolutely, fuck, man. Uh, a Public Enemy might have been the last band that just blew my mind. I, I have to say Nirvana to a certain extent, which I'm sure people are going to cringe, but uh, <laughs> Public Enemy. I mean, I'm trying to think of like you know how you have those just mind blowing like bands yeah. that like shook you. Yeah, Public Enemy might have been one of the last ones, and I remember just I was living at New York on and off with my girl, then girlfriend, and I remember right. uh, I bought the I bought uh, Takes the Nation Millions of Hells Back on a cassette, yeah. and I would take the train and I'd listen to it. Sometimes I'd go over to Jersey and hang out with like Ernie from Token Interior, so and I would and I just would listen to that, and it was so perfect at the time because I'm in New York. Sick. It just represent. It was so New York that moment. And it just it, there was something so great about it. And I remember going home, c- going back to Sacramento, and I was just, I, I have you heard Public Enemy? Like I, I'm not even kidding. It's like it's like a it's punk rock. It's crazy. It's man. like this. They're talking about, and even like I remember a couple of my friends were kind of turned off by the, you know, the uh, the Faircon reference yeah. and stuff. I'm like, no man, this is what. They're talking about this is stuff that just is this is important shit. Like this is yeah. like they're not talking. This isn't like ignorant, you know, t- talking about killing. This is like they're talking about the system, fucking. You know, yeah, man. the stuff that weird shit that's happening now. Still, stuff that's happening yeah, now. Man, absolutely. I, the the when I was at Al's gym working out with her, it was one of the last records we listened to. Is that I just let's put on Public Enemy, and it was like. I just remember getting chills it, every dude. single time I listen to that record. You know, just Still every them, single right? time. Yeah, you feel Absolutely, it. yeah. Wu Tang Clan is another one. Like I just that I don't even understand where they're coming from. Amazing, they're like man. that's like bad brains unrealness. Like the the way they think about their. Have you seen that footage of? I'm sure you have. They're the bad brains at Seabees in 1979. Yeah, they're um, in the suits, like the silver or gray suits. I think so. What song is it? Do you remember? I don't know. What song was it? I just saw it. Is it a crazy crowd? A crazy and is that the it's one it, it 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 kind of, but it wasn't like you, know, you can't it. even. It's you know how sometimes you could see 
like most CBGBs, so people are right there. Yeah. There's almost some space there. But they were like, I mean, the first thing HR does is does a flip. Of course. But the, he was in just a real tight suit and his hair was all short. Oh, my dude. I, I showed it to Allison last night. I said, and, and she said, I can see why you got you guys were just went like, this must have just changed your life immediately. Course, yeah, I was like, man. yeah. Like we played a show. They came to San Francisco. We played 82 and it was like. I remember just going, oh, my God. You opened up for them in 82? Oh, dude, it was, it, wow. listen to this bill. Dead Kennedys, Black Flag, TSOL, Seven Seconds, uh, Pariah, which was banned from, I think from down here. Anyway, it was like $6 show at the six bucks. Dude, I, I, I remember, wow. and I was stoked of every band, but I remember just going, I, I, I could, I didn't, I didn't know how to get my thoughts together for the bad brains. <laughs> I just said like, we might as well just give it up. Like there's no band that can do. It. And at it that was time, the opposite of inspiring you. It was like, we need to quit. N- no, I mean, it, <laughs> it, it, it just, I couldn't believe what I was watching. And then I, I, cause there was so much hype on them. Like mm-hmm. the only bands were talking about them prior to them coming out the West coast. Yeah. Like circle jerks were, I remember Hetson saying, I think Hetson said in a quote, um, West Coast bands, we might as well just stop playing now. Once you wow. see bad, I remember him saying something like that. And they were playing with the Dead Kennedys, who were at the top of their game. The Killing Dead Kennedys, it. nobody was playing those kind of shows like Dead Kennedys. Amazing front man. And they, I don't know that they blew the Kennedys off stage, but man, it was like I would not have wanted to be the Dead Kennedys after this fucking back. Yeah, playing oh, for the bad brains. Yeah, that. I, the bad brains. It, is, wow. it was so much like. Just it just it it I I almost want to tear up just thinking about it right now. But it <laughs> did just, you ever see Public Enemy perform? Public Enemy back then? No, I know. Did we did we play finally though? I think we did one of the Riot Fests and they oh, okay. played you know within the last few years. Yeah, I know uh, uh, Wu Tang played. Yeah, I remember that. What about some West Coast hip hop? Did you like Bay Area stuff or? Yeah, um, I mean, I like I shorter. Yeah, too short. I got. Yeah. I started getting into some of the underground stuff like fucking Mac Dre. Yeah. And they're from our, like, Val- Vallejo, just right outside of Sacramento. That's sick. Uh, Sacramento's got an insane hip-hop scene. Like, they the do, rap, yeah. right now, it's 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 pretty, it's it's bad right now. Like, there's a lot of, the beefs are creating okay. street shit that's not yeah. good. But um, Mozzie, who's from my Oak Park neighborhood, he's insanely great mozzie's like one of me he's just such a great artist and his his just everything you know i mean it i i get shit from my friends who are like i don't understand why you listen to this stuff and i'm like i I listen to it because it's 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 telling stories it's telling us what's going on chicago shit like i i i i kept hearing about the drill shit and i i keep and all that yeah yeah and see i don't like chief keep i realize why i don't like auto-tune shit Mm. but so I started to delve into more of the other stuff, yeah. like uh, FBG Duck and fucking uh, Little Dirk is kind of he's my kind of pretty him. mainstream, you my know. Him, yeah. But there is just like Rondo Number no. Nine is like I mean he's in prison now for killing somebody, but like the the Dim, so you keep up on all the hip hop and the new stuff. I don't know if I keep up with it's it, kind of sick. But I'm obsessed. I'm fascinated with scenes. I always have been yeah, like yeah, different yeah. musical styles, yeah. and also like what I hated, and and it's kind of. A, it's indicative. It's kind of what we do. Like I don't. I know it's gonna piss people off, but what white people tend to do, because we have, we can do it, is we can blow things off because it's something off that makes us feel uncomfortable. But if you kind of pay attention to it, and you kind of get past the initial shock part of it, and and it's like, well, they're talking. They're literally talking about killing people in their own neighborhoods, and it's like, yeah, but there's. What's the root of this? Where did this even start? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how, you know, and, and, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm going to solve anything. I'm not saying I'm helping anything. 
and I'm not saying I support any anything that's violent, just mindless violence is a fucking turnoff to me. But it, it but it, it still produces some really fucking powerful result. You know, like mm-hmm. things that are great art. Real I things, guess. real things are happening in different communities yeah. as well. People. And and, and to just say about it. to me just ignoring it is just part of the problem. It's like well we're just we're we're, we're keeping them in the ghetto. We're keeping keeping we giving them over in this little pocket so we don't have to pay attention to it. But there's a reason why you know, these kids grow up. Some of these kids that are black disciples or gangster disciples or whatever, yeah, th- they're indoctrinated into it because their parents were in mm-hmm. in gangs and stuff. And 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 it doesn't make them. Bad people. Different neighborhood it just, things too, as yeah. well. Yeah, especially out here too. I learned a lot about that living in California. Oh, so like, yeah, because yeah. this is where it kind of started. Yeah, right? I only you saw know? that in movies growing up, but you move out, right? And, and yeah. go through different neighborhoods and see that first moving here and stuff. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I remember we had to bop our way back to Coney Island, and I just remember. <laughs> <laughs> when 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 the, you know what I'm talking about the workers yeah, <laughs> we went and saw that movie and we we had to Incredible we literally movie. had to walk back to my house we lived we kind of lived in the what was considered the hood in Reno and I remember my friend Steve and I and my friend Ron were walking home from the theater we were walking through a park and I'm like we got to pop our way back to Papikoi <laughs> Island. And it was just like, we were so into, you know, we were so into it the whole. It's scary thing. when you watch it, it back It's then. crazy. Now when I see it, it's like, it's uh-uh. kind of goofy. Yeah. Because like, they're not like, tough looking. Like, yeah. they, like I mean, some of the other opposing gangs, I mean, the, the medicine guys were the dudes with the makeup and shit. Like, right, that would be crazy. Shit, You're in the yeah. subway and these guys. But the, the warriors were like, just, yeah. They weren't that tough looking. No. Ajax might have been like the most tough. The back then it was one. like, holy shit. Yeah. And then going to New York for the first time, like, yeah, you think in the movie, but look at it now. It's just like yeah, it's kind of it's just it's dated. You know, it has that feeling of like you know that probably really was scary. I mean, even Colors is like that. I saw Colors not that long ago, and I was like, back then it was scary too. Yeah. Oh, right. dude, remember people were like they were having drive-by shootings at theaters and shit oh, like that. Right. It was getting banned, and all this crazy shit was going on. And wow, uh, yeah, it was really controversial. They tried they they were trying to neighborhood groups were trying to keep it from being shown and wow yeah it was crazy what but, about like so so as so you keep up on new music too like new punk bands and stuff or i try to you know i i the only the only the only real uh i mean i don't go i, I you know when i was younger you're not looking for it but if it comes through your you i just used to like i used to just buy records just because i knew they were in the punk section and i yeah. i'd go you know what fuck it i'm gonna take a chance i'm gonna spend 20 dollars with the seven inches and buy them i would do that like yeah. I, Gamble. I i wouldn't do that now but <laughs> i probably do miss out i do kind of pay attention to a lot of and there are there's some cool podcasts that just play mm-hmm. music punk oh, wow. stuff and they'll feature new up up, up and coming stuff but That's i can't cool. i can't really think of the last newer band that i was like wow they're they're amazing i mean there's there's some newer bands like the Drowns are from Seattle. It's there's a band Success. Okay. It's guys from that band Success. We Seven Seconds took them out on tour. They're great. It's like street punk stuff. Okay. Just really good. They're like on Pirate Press and stuff. They're great. And there there's you know a few others. Um, you know I don't know. I I I I want to. I want to hear new stuff. I still love hearing like when punk and hardcore is good. I totally. I fucking love it still. It's still the best for me. Yeah. But I just you know I don't relate to the. I I mean I never related to the tough guy like yep. it the the toughest band I I love is Madball like they're the toughest band that I, I'll listen to, I to them all the time and I know that my if I go band. see them live they're gonna put on a great yeah. fucking show and my wife loves it's fine yeah. Madball is one too. of the Madball is one of the uh, bands that I think I told Freddie this last time we saw him but I said. Uh, she says hey, uh, Madball is like one of those I we work out to them constantly <laughs> and, and you know it's real and you feel it and, and live just everything about it is just super yeah it's not just yeah. something it's, 
on and off stage, it's the same. It's I agree. Yeah, I think that's awesome. what it is. You, it's that's it. It's there's a genuine. They live those to lyrics it. on and off stage, and they're yeah, real cats. Yeah, and I I didn't know them until we met them. I think on the Warp Tour together, yeah, yeah, yeah. they came out. Yeah, and that was really the first time. And I admit I was like intimidated because I just didn't. I was like, fuck, these guys are all big, scary looking <laughs> dudes. I they've got reputation and stuff. Yeah, but every single one of them were like so fucking nice and respectful. And I respectful. I just I remember just going like. I, I love when that happens. And yeah. there is like a sense of intelligence. There's a sen- sense totally. of thoughtfulness. It's thoughtfulness. It's not just like, you know, oh, they just beat people up to no. beat people up, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that, 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 that's, you know, they're, they, they're one of those bands that I, that, that, I mean, I use them because they, they have that, they have that heavy, yeah. almost metal feel, but there's, it's still, they still sound more like a hardcore band to me than they sound like a metal band. Whereas, yeah. like, the bands that lean more metal, I never got into too much. I never either. <laughs> I was never, I'm never a metal person with you. Uh, hard rock, the 70s stuff, but metal stuff, like, I stopped at, like, Iron Maiden, you know? I never like got, Metallica? I, I, I like the first record. I like the first, when, when they first came out and they were still on Megaforce, I remember oh, yeah, whatever yeah. that record was, I love, I thought, to me, it sounded like the beat reminded me of uh, Bad Brains. Mm-hmm. It's just like, mm-hmm. You know, it, it was oh, before yeah, they yeah. were like technical, you know. But and I did. I liked some. There was some Slayer stuff I liked, and there was some Anthrax stuff I liked. But that might have been the last time I really started to. I kind of jumped off at that point. There, there's some black metal stuff over the years that I've kind of listened to that I listen to almost as a joke because it just seems so funny to me. But yeah, I understand that I can get the appeal because it does sound dangerous and kind of scary. I sound like that stuff. Yeah, this is sir. Yeah, but we. We played some festival and what's that band Cannibal Corpse we're yep. playing, <laughs> and I was fascinated. Like I could, you can't hear you nothing is you can't hear lyrics. No, there's no real melody. But just watching the way that the singer does the thing with the hair, I was just blown away. I was just like, what? It's and the crowd, everybody in the crowd just got it. They totally got it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fine. You know, that's how it should be. You know, was, is it safe to say that Colorblind is the first and only song you ever rapped on? Uh, well, with seven seconds. Yes, I'm saying. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. There's, I think there's three songs I've done for my 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 Patreon people that that and and it's really you know, you're rhyming. They haven't came out yet. It's okay. out. They haven't. It's not out. Yeah, yeah. It's. Do you have just, a rap name? Uh, I always make up different names when I do it. It's. Are I you straight think. rapping on beats on yeah, this Patreon? Yeah, yeah. I even made the no beats, way. and they're. I'm not even. Uh, dude, trust me, they're not. I it's not these. good. So only Patreon people get to hear these songs. Yeah, and that and now that's over with. But so the thing is with my subscription thing, there's all of this material that goes back. We started in 2015 because I was trying to write. My goal was 400 songs for 2015, that's right. and I didn't hit that because we toured. And How stuff. much did you write? Two, 270, 280. Wow, I got that's to 280. Lot, I would have hit 400 had I not been touring with Seven Seconds and so, stuff. But and then the following year, I started this thing called Song Forge, which I said I'm going to write 10 songs every month. I'm not, okay. they may be shitty songs, they may be good <laughs> songs, and there's some great songs Two in there. second songs, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, I, my goal was like, they have to be at least a minute and a half, I don't want to cheat people out of anything, but they're going to be, you know, and then I, I got a job that I, I can't talk about because I had to, I signed a thing saying I wouldn't, but I got a wow. job where I wrote music yep. okay. for this on a uh, social media company, we'll say. Like a jingle or something? It was, okay. it, they're real songs, real, real lyrics. and So they, they're out there now, but we would never know you wrote them. They're, they're, wow. the, the point was is to create musical content for people that wanted, they wanted royalty-free music for video uh, projects. Gotcha. And so they wanted, they have everything from like African beats to there's hip hop, pop, uh, 
opera and so they would find they would try to find somebody that w- was good at certain genres mm-hmm. and somebody at this company had been a longtime fan and said I just I know that you write a lot of stuff you're you write you can write rock sort of what would be would, would have been considered sort of alternative stuff 90s sounding stuff yeah and you can write punk stuff and you can do acoustic stuff so you can kind of cover four or five bases and I, and they told me what they'd pay me to create three songs a month the money was stupid and so i just said <laughs> yeah how can i say no three songs a month for how many for how long uh i did it for two years wow and man. yeah that's that's how i started my that's how i was able to uh start my what art. An incredible that's amazing it was the greatest job i ever had like was I, it hard to write three songs a month nothing for you right you sleep, you i mean it's not you sleep it, no it's it, it it no i just i i'm on a i, I get in a weird thing i just get in this weird mindset when i want to do it it doesn't happen all the time but when i do i'm just like okay i can do this and now. that click that worked for two years somehow i don't know i mean i i don't think i've heard the songs you can go to there's a vault there's a a collection of all of the music that people from all over the world has made have made is it songs with lyrics and vocals and everything yeah yeah wow and it's and it and it you can um like if you had a project, a lot of people who are doing not necessarily commercials, but they're do, doing uh, like public public service stuff for like a I don't know what one of my songs that was a little more of a folky acousticy thing got used for it was this, it was a, a company that was trying to promote it was a farm a farm something for farming yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just, it worked perfectly and I'm like you know that's pretty cool it was just do they tell you when they're gonna come out and different things you can check them out they 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 ask the people to use them they ask the people who are. Uh, using the stuff to contact us and let us know so if we want to hear but we don't really have any we're kind of agreeing to like release the cool thing about this company is that they've made they've they've allowed us to mean they allowed us to eventually uh what's the word i'm looking for convert we we get back the ownership of the songs so if we want to put them on our own records and stuff like that but what I like about it is that when I'm writing these songs, I'm really not writing them for like, like if I was writing for a seven seconds album, it would take me far longer. Or if I was writing for a specific album yeah. that I'm making, th- this was, I was doing it like, what if I, I used to always say, I, I, you know, you hear about in the six fifties and sixties where like they'd have these, the, the, the bro building where they'd have these people that would just write music for artists all day, yeah. like for soul and pop and stuff. And I always thought, how what a great like most people would go, Are you kidding? That would suck. But I'm like, <laughs> You're getting paid to make music, write songs, and you get to play, you know, you're writing songs for girl groups, for yeah. surfing groups and whatever. I would love that shit. It just helps you writing too. You're like, like it's almost like you're an actor. You get yeah. to you get to pretend like you're writing Different from your position. I can see why people would just think it was stupid, but I'm like, I don't know why I think that'd be fun, you know. But so I kind of pretended like that's what I was doing. I was like, I'm writing a song for, you know, uh, so I definitely wasn't writing them in the way that I'd write a song that meant a lot to me as exactly. a, for a punk rock song or whatever. You know? Yeah. So how many how many different things picked them up? You think out of the, all the songs you're? I'm not years? sure. I've 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 only had there's been about five people that have contacted me and said, hey, we used your. I I saw one recently that was used for a vegan, a vegan hair salon. I don't even know what that wow. means. <laughs> what wow. What would a vegan hair salon? You're a so vegan. All the all the products. All the okay. Are animal hair cruelty gotcha. free. Yeah. Yeah, so wow. it's a vegan hair salon, and they used a, a they used a just a, a little patch of a song that I forgot I wrote. I had to go look it up, and it's a song called Better Aim, and I'm like, I don't remember. I remember the song, but I thought it was a song I wrote for one of my solo record projects or whatever. But yeah, so it just it that kind of stuff kind of surprises you, at, you know, out of nowhere. But 
Yeah, that was a that was a gig Is that, that I, a one time gig you could do do it again sometime or not? Well, the it, it at the time it was doing really well, and this company was they were trying to give another social media company a run for their money because gotcha. they do well, and so they. And I'm not trying to be mysterious. I just literally signed a non-disclosure thing. All good. But uh, they, what they do, what they do is they, um, they, they. Um, fuck, I always do this. They, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you they, the idea is that they wanted to create just a depository of tons of material. Yep. And and anybody could pick from. And th- that's a big issue with like. Uh, if you do a lot, like if you get online a live stream on YouTube and you're playing somebody else's music, it can get, you'll get a copyright claim. Totally. So like YouTube has a thing where you can use royalty for your music and it might not be well-known acts, but it'll it'd be great music nonetheless. Totally. So with this company, Smart. they were doing a thing where they were just trying to, they were trying to get a few established folks that you might, if you find out who it is, you might, oh, I know who that is. Like they, they had some really well-known jazz people yeah. that are doing stuff. And um, it's 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 a dream job for anybody that loves songwriting. Like mm-hmm. you, you not everybody and recording. Like I love to do my own recording setup. It's not. I don't know. I, I you know I know I've st- I'm still not a great producer or whatever. But I, I I can get just enough. And I also would got a chance to work with other like there'd be parts where there'd be a kind of a where I'd think God it'd be nice to have somebody doing a fancy lead, but I can't play uh. fancy lead. So this company could say, Hey, we know this guy. We'll have them do it. You can tell us what you think, and if you don't like it, we won't use it. Wow! And it was great. I'd have so there's these other there are these other great musicians that are on these things I've never met before. That's and cool. maybe they'll go, hey, I actually played a guitar part on your song, you know. So <laughs> it's kind of I mean it's a weird thing, but it just the problem was is that the the department that where this all came from is a small. It was it was the least I think it was the least it got the least amount of money in this company. Okay, and when things started to go wrong. It was before COVID, but when things started to go down a little bit, yeah, they got the axe. Like so, a lot of the people involved in that department just got canned, basically. Wow. But they were good to me. They they said, "Hey, look, you know, we, you know, we the, the budget is not what it once was, and we're we're really we're pretty much cutting this and cutting everybody." But um, go ahead and do it for a couple more months so you can at least make some, a little more money. Yeah, so yeah. that was it was cool. They gave they gave me, and it was purely for you know it was like it's run by musicians, so. They were really trying to do what they could to help musicians make money and yeah. not get screwed around and stuff. So it, it was pretty cool. But is, is, is there a song that you wrote like in seven seconds that maybe not that you regret it, but people would try to hold you to those lyrics still? Oh yeah, forty years later, sure. Like I hate sports, maybe because I know you. Dude, I, know, I, get, I, I know you don't hate it's sports. It's funny. It's funny you said that because that's the one song. Did you have a basketball tattoo, right? Yeah, and I and I yeah, that sports. song has been the dumbest arguments like, that I've how, ever like, gotten. What into. year did you write that song, and how old were you? 1981 so yeah 20 maybe and that's the one song like i thought it was i thought it was being obvious i thought that the lyrics <laughs> were so silly that people would understand that it was really about the jock mentality like it really well, I was could, i could understand that. most yeah. like the hard crookings of the time got it I got but it. later on people there was this sort of sense of like um what, I don't even get why you would you know what's a, or they 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 try to say well I fucking love baseball I'm like well you know what I love baseball like I have you 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 miss a point and that's my fault I didn't I didn't I would excuse me for being 19 and 20 and I didn't exactly articulate myself yeah. you know but yeah that's what that was but that song is a big one and <laughs> just you know like there there I'm trying to think of there there've been a few of them but um anytime I Anytime I I talk about like uh, man, you know I'm really feeling my age today. Young till I die. There's always gonna be what happened to being young till you die, Kev? And yeah. it's like, 
Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure I'm sure there's a lot that you wrote that still hold true to you in your life. Even oh, I think all, about yeah. I think all of it. I, I think like I was just we were just saying. I yeah. think now there's there's it's more it's more real now. I have yeah. a better understanding of when I used to talk about being anti-war. I just did it because I was going coming from my things my mom talked yeah. about. My mom was very anti-war and talked about it a lot. So I, I it was it, much of my political activism feelings were shaped from hers, right? Yeah. And so when I started to really, really fully understand it, and I started to vote, and I started to understand like how it really worked, it it, it became more important to me. Like I was like, you know, okay, now I really have a. I feel like I have a vested interest when I was. Being young and just being a snotty and trying to yeah. be, you know, you were you're still trying to you're still conscious of wanting to be a little more punk than you maybe you really felt like, you know what I mean? Like we were still oh, trying right. to understand what what any of this meant. All we all I knew is that I didn't want us to just be this band that just was just so negative about every single fucking thing. And I also like hated the fact that we didn't like nobody in our band, everyone in our band at that time loved and got a lot of support from our parents. And it was so important for us to talk about that. Yeah, and like, love that. cause yeah, punk was always like, Fuck rebel, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not shitting on suicidal tendency, but all I wanted was a pistol. Like it's a, it, it had that vibe, like yeah. I mean, whether they really hated their parents or not, but it was that thing yeah. of like, my parents are just out to fuck me over and, and keep me in my room and break my records because that did go on. Totally I had friends not. that whose, whose parents ripped their posters down and broke their records. Yeah. But, we just didn't have that experience and so i just felt like we should just we should try and talk about what we understand at some point yeah yeah and and also there was there was a real early sense you have to understand that this is really before there was a sense of the idea of a scene like being in a part part of a scene became something we all relate to yeah but early on when there there really wasn't a like idea of a scene or community really wasn't in everybody's heads it was like yeah you, if you came from a small city, especially like Reno, we all almost were forced to sort of unite because there were only a few of us that were really into this sort of subculture, and we knew that if we stuck together, we could make we could get more done than if we just like you know competed against each other, yeah. and that happened all over the not even just America that happened all over the world. Totally. Kids were in that you know they were like we we're the, we're the freaks in the city. We need to band together, and there's going to be we have a we, it's weird we have a common enemy we don't even know why they hate us but they hate us they're beating yeah. us up jocks and yeah. <laughs> fucking marine dudes and all this stuff. i mean reno i was just thinking about this i did a podcast fairly recently and i was just on it's weird like i used to walk out the door and i was nervous i was always you know like i i i, I you know i think like okay i was going i have i'm going to work and i i had like some weird purple shit in my hair and i'm like i'm gonna wear a beanie because i have to ride the bus today i don't know if like wow. some fucking you know but i'm like that's crazy to think about. Like, I don't, I don't even. Now it's totally normal. Yeah. Was, yeah you see, you grandmas have color hair. The tattoo thing, right? Totally Remember when that was kind of a stigma? Like rebellion. Yeah. yeah like yeah, it's, everybody has it, man. Isn't it's that weird crazy? that it all changed and, and it, and the subculture really became mainstream. A lot of about even our like veganism, subculture. all that stuff, how the whole world's changing with that. And Absolutely. Products and if it, it affected fashion, politics, every single thing, art, you know, and because so many punks grew up and hardcore kids grew up and became lawyers and doctors and all kinds of stuff. It's, totally. It just, it just seeped into society. Yeah. So now it's like, I mean, in a way it's good because potentially like we benefit, like somebody, 
will be at a company that 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 loved growing. They grew up to H two O. Yeah. And 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 if they've got the conscience, the conscience that they grew up with, they'd be like, God, it'd be great to be able to like see if we can get H two O to be a part of this or something. Like, you know. And we've gotten a lot of cool little gigs because just like the one you just had like, for writing those songs. Perfect example. Same like thing. Yeah. Yeah. They did. They grew up with us, and they're in a position now where they could at least offer, Hey, you know, I, I want to give something back to the band. I, I get that all the time. I mean, cool, companies man. will offer. I don't always take it up because I don't want to be the guy that gets free guitars because I'm in seven seconds, but that's <laughs> happened, you know? And I'm like, and they're yeah. like, no, you don't understand, dude. I like you, your band has meant so much to me over the years. It's the least I can do. If yeah. I can give you this and I'm like, all right. <laughs> I mean, it's nice. It's a nice gesture. Yeah. It's like, a, no, totally. I had somebody hit me up before. Like they want to do like somebody from Lyft is like a hardcore person too or something. And they paid me money for one Instagram post to come take me out to lunch at my favorite restaurant and talk about what I'm what I oh, do. Oh wow, yeah, it was really yeah, cool. It's like yeah. a day in the life type thing. But just somebody from that company is like, yeah, I grew up in all these bands. It you just it comes out of nowhere. Like you, yeah, you, you, for, you kind of forget that. Oh, that's our that's how it is now. Like people that are influential and I mean, thinking about that dude. Uh, what's his face? Um, the, uh, the senator. Uh, Oh, the guy Texas. like the guy like Fugazi, Fugazi, you know. Yeah, man. I mean that's big. That's huge. Crazy. Like, you think a guy that's whose whose worldview is shaped from Fugazi, and he's an he, he could be a president someday. You know I what I mean? Know. Like that was incredible. Beto man. Beto uh, O'Rourke. That's insane to me. Like that's kind of the penultimate. That's the ultimate of what this is meant. What our thing is meant to so many people. You know and how far it's come and how it, sta- it still stays too. Yep. And. And new people, new generations and stuff. and Absolutely. And and I'm always like really, I don't, I never say I'm proud because it just, I feel like, what do I got to be proud of? But I, I feel, <laughs> I feel happy that I, I'm a part of that. You know, even in where I'm at now, I still feel, I'm still a hardcore kid. I still have that same mentality. I same. still don't have that. I, I, I mean, I've, I've never been a tough, we've talked about this. We're, I've never been a tough guy. I never had a really a desire to be, but I've been around that element my whole life. And I've seen the good, even within that, that I, I don't, I just can't say, yeah, fuck them. They're just violent. You know, it's like, no, no, I know those people, yeah. they have good hearts and I know they have a mentality that's, that's came from somewhere. It's, totally. it's real. It's not just made up because, you know, I mean, there are like kids that were well off that just ended up being fuck ups and did stupid Rebellious. shit yeah, and yeah, dicks, yeah. you know. But for the most part, and, and I like to think that I always am good at just ridding myself of that shit. I don't want yeah. that in my life, you know. I want real people in my life, and even if they've done bad things, and as long as I, I have a sense that they're, they're still good people and they want to they want to get better at life, I'm I'm all for that, you know. No, I agree. We talked about it last time, too, about having certain friends like that, too, that you, you, you influence without even knowing to maybe make change their life, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're kind of wild kids and... yeah. Yeah, I you see it. I've seen it a mm-hmm. lot, and there have been bands throughout the ages that started out being just boneheads, you know, or meatheads, and then they they just get a sense of like, yeah, you know, they're thoughtful and they think about things, and they. It's nice to watch that that progression in a way, yeah. you know, and it doesn't make anybody wimpy or or less than anything. It makes it makes it cool. It just there's I like shit that evolves. I think it's imp- I really am into that. I like yeah. to see things evolve. Yeah. I mean, not not watered down, not you know co-opted i just like to see when things evolve into something that's productive and good that benefits more than just a small group you know like 100 percent. it's good it's important and that's the stuff that inspires me you know no i love that yeah well here we are man that was a wonderful conversation <laughs> <laughs> so on part three i think what we should 
I know this. This I'm is. I'm glad we got to talk about hip hop because we actually joked that, about that's that. That's I want to talk about hip hop with you. You're rhyming on, <laughs> but I, I didn't realize there's two other, there's a couple of the solo hip hop songs on Patreon. I'm so. I need I'll try to. to I'll. I I'll, I'll I have to dig them up. What is one of your rap names though? Uh I one of them was. I I can, I, I made mock covers for everything because I you know wow. I made fake bands. It was a, a band. I had a fake hardcore band called Aim Higher. Sick. And I made the cover. It was it was ridiculous. It was like black Xerox contrast. They looked like <laughs> an old like eighties. And I I gave it a storyline. And what was cool is I'd post the song and I'd say, you know, this is the Aim Higher song. Blah blah blah. And it was just fast hardcore, straightforward hardcore stuff. And and then people would add to the story. Yeah, I remember seeing you guys open up for da da da. And then it just became kind of a silly thing. Wow. And, and Mark McKay from Boston was big part of that he would add to it like i remember you guys open for da 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 and <laughs> and then people who weren't in on it would go wait a minute i mixed up did you is this a old band of yours kevin i'm like yeah wow, you didn't man. hear so then the internet so yeah. and there's probably about 30 songs in just that alone under the aim higher thing i put a seven inch out of that okay stuff. rise records put it out and it's just fun punk rock stuff but it just that's what I would do with all of the anytime I'd branch away from hardcore because that stuff's fairly easy to still write. I like yeah, and I, yeah. it feels fun to write. Like I like writing that and my voice I can still hit the notes that I can always. Yeah, they were always <laughs> in my wheelhouse, you know. But the hip hop stuff is just it's it's it. If I listen to it, I would I like if I was listening for in front of you, I would just be cringing. I'd just oh, be okay, like, I hear but I I'll I'll send it to you because it's I gotta find it. Um, I'm trying to think of the. One of them was kind of like jib, jib, something gibberish. It, it was it was like something about gibberish because it was like I had just started to hear the, and I actually made a friend of mine mad. What kind of beats? Trap beats? Yeah. For this wow. one, it was, um, and I, 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 what I was doing is I was listening to, I didn't want to steal, I didn't want to take from anything, so I, mm-hmm. I wanted to try to kind of cheat on doing, doing it on, the, um, on GarageBand because I figured yeah. out how to make the beats on that. And it comes pretty close. But you know, like the um, when I started to listen to the Chicago stuff, Tra- yeah, the, the the drill stuff. I what I what I again the thing that turned me off more than anything else was just the the autotune stuff. So I would I, like I would just either. I would get I would stop listening later on. I started to hear some Chief Keef stuff that I actually liked. But I when I first heard it, it was just like. And it's all mumbly stuff. So I made a song where I am literally. I don't like. you know that one? Yeah, but that's I like that. Yeah. This is like stuff that he. I don't know what song. I don't remember what song. But it was just <laughs> where you cannot understand. Lil, Lil Wayne is the same way. I couldn't understand. I the would kids make call fun. it mumble rap. That's what the kids right. call it. Right, and I and so I started online. I remember I made fun of it a little bit, and I had a friend that really took offense to it because they thought I was kind of. It was almost like they were equating it as being a racist thing, and I was like, I dude, I'm gonna, sh- I shit on, I'm and and I do it in such a way hopefully i do it in such a way i always add humor to it it's never like i'm never mean-spirited about it like i know i just don't do that i yep. i've never really been into that but i i just i like if i i, I i'm sorry i'm every occasionally i'm gonna be petty and i'm gonna make fun of shit and if you want to chalk it up me being racist somebody actually did that with prince because i'm one of those few people that i love prince is a brilliant of course yes. if you, but I, I I would always say I hear Prince, and it might have been because of the era too, because that was the time where I just hated popular music, and it was what was going on in my life, and trying to we were just playing we were playing hardcore, and we were trying to tour, and it was yeah. just like it just predom you know like Little Red Corvette was on the radio, Madonna. Now, I love a lot of that stuff, <laughs> but it, I remember it just made everything feel a certain way, and it just felt like everybody was just sort of mindless and. I've done that with a lot of the English bands that came out, like the Duran Duran bands. Like, 
I, I just hated it because it just it made everything feel mainstreamy and gross. Yeah. I can go back and listen to songs and I'm like, well, that was a really great song. I, like, it was a really catchy yeah, song. But back then you're like, yeah. But it just, it, 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 it there's a, something, a bad connotation. And I remember just feeling like, I mean, we have to admit that Prince was pretty cheesy in a lot of ways. Like, and, and it said, you know, like, kind of it was like to a point where, it, it just turned me off to the artistry of what he did. Mm. I, I couldn't get past that until later on. And I remember a friend really got bummed out because he's a, he's a huge Prince fan. I said, look, I'm not a not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a non-fan. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, I, 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 I do that with Morrissey a lot too. I'm just like, I, 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 I'm happy with you loving Morrissey, but like, just come on, like it's 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 a pedestal thing. I'm, I've never mm-hmm. been comfortable with it. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I've never put. A, I've loved a lot of music musicians stuff, but I don't like putting people on pedestals because it something ultimately always turns sour, and then I just end up hating the band, and it mm-hmm. bums me out. I'm like, I don't want to hate music. I don't want to yeah, hate, yeah, yeah. hate artists. I just want to not be bombarded by them. Like that happened with you two. You two was just bombarded, like mm-hmm. it's literally to the point where they were even remember they were. Sneak! They were forcing music, YouTube music, on on Mac stuff, and it was yeah. like, like why do we? Why they're 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 already a great band. Why do we have to be? Yeah, I remember that. Pummeled by them, you know. Like, that's such. That's a good point. I remember they put it on the uh, on our iPhones or something, or it's automatically it was, was downloaded. On a, yeah, that you didn't even know. Sometimes know it was on there. Wow. And I was like, that's kind of that's creepy to me. <laughs> were you not a fan at that point anyway? Or no. No, I I kind of got off. I think I jumped off after Zoo Ropa. I I I was already off. Okay. I, I I seeing the movie, the Rattle and Hum movie, was kind of like it. It reminded me of that's what turned me off when I was a kid to Led Zeppelin seeing that movie song. I mean, it just seemed so pompous and mm. so just celebrating the decadence of being a huge rock star. Like what made you two you two so great was the, is that they were even though you knew they were going to be fucking massive even before they were. I saw them several times like where they were playing like in. Only in front of five thousand people, as opposed to being twenty, <laughs> fifty thousand people. Exactly. But it just—you <clears throat> you could just see, you could tell in the videos, like it just felt like Bono was just going, "Oh yeah, this is going good." And then it just it bummed me out. I was like, "You're too good, you guys. You have too." You're you're a fan for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was unabashedly. I never, you know, when we got all the shit for sound like you two, I I didn't have a problem with it. I was like, to me, I was I like, loved it, man. I, I to me, I was like, look. We, We've sounded like a lot of bands that we love. I, you can hear our influences, you know, but it's just that came out at a time when I think it people just we had two back to back. Well, well, really, the EPs leading up to you know Crew and Walk Together, Rock Together were such strong records for yep. us, and and out the gate sort of sold a lot. Yeah, and uh, right away, kind of identic like made us a band that people wanted to come and see live. Yeah, um, at least in the underground scene. And then we followed up with fucking New Wind. Like we, it was almost like, do you, are you trying to just fucking kill whatever you know career you just started? You know, and it and it wasn't at all. It's just it just we were just it, we were we grew into this little thing. It was a very personal. That New Wind was such a personal record. Like it yeah. almost didn't even. I think I told you this, but I almost didn't want to. I was trying to start a sec. I was hoping we'd start a side band just to do for those songs. our new wavy songs. And, yeah, and we, nobody wanted to do that. So. And then there was a time where I, I didn't want, I was like, I got really uh, protective and I'm like, well, I don't want to use these songs for seven seconds. But the more we'd play them at practice, they just sounded so great. And I'm like, sure. they, they have, they're, we're, they're becoming song, they're becoming seven second songs and nobody outside of that believed that at first. Yeah. Except 
the Stearns. As Sean was mm-hmm. like, Sean was really supportive and it's like, you guys are on the, whatever you're doing is really great. I'm really He's excited. He's really That's into cool, it. And, and that helped because we weren't getting a lot of support from anybody else. Like everybody, all of our old friends from like, you know, the fanzines and stuff who used to just rave about us were like, not too keen yeah. on it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, there was no internet back then. So it was only magazines anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it was like, and only a few. You think, I mean, there was a ton of fanzines, but if you got picked, if Flipside liked you or Maximum Rock and Roll, you know, you you were that was a good thing because it didn't. Yeah, and and they reviewed you and panned you. That was like, oh fuck, man, that just that hurts because we're, you know, and with Maximum Rock and Roll was the toughest one because we we were friends with Martin and Tim and those guys. Mm-hmm. We stayed at Maximum Rock and Roll. That's where we stayed when we were in San Francisco. We were we were friends, and so it affected more than just you know a music industry kind of thing. It was a friendship and our place to stay. So that <laughs> after the record, they, you wouldn't. Oh, uh, we were we didn't. Uh, wow. Tim, the last my last discussion with Tim Johanna and, and I loved him but was an argument that just because he just thought we were he said you guys are just doing what every other band does and you know he always sort of had this idea that bands should always ha- have jobs so that they stay humble and 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 I mean there was a point to it but I just said what if your what if your passion is just playing music yeah like nobody wants to say it's a job but i mean if it becomes a job is that so i mean it's a a decent job to have if if that's what you believe in totally and i don't think he he just didn't he was a working guy he just didn't see it that way you know and he was also older than everybody he was way older than everybody else so he had a he had a real uh it was a generational thing to a certain extent and i i i totally supported and and looked up to tim in a lot of ways (coughs) but so that was a bum out when that happened oh man it killed it i publicly you know just per, on a private it was really it was really heartbreaking i mean we Damn. we just it really knocked us for a loop i that more i didn't care that hardcore kids were kind of saying fuck you guys but to have those guys kind of not be into it was really really a bummer i i didn't even care if they liked the music but to just yeah. sort of say <clears throat> they it, basically it was like it this now defines you I don't know we, that we can be friends. And there was kind of a conversation, not with Tim, but with one of the other Maximum Rock and Roll people. They kind of said that. And I'm like, wow. So I I also got in trouble because I wore a, <laughs> We went to go see U2 at the Oakland Stadium, the football stadium. The night before that, R.E.M. played at the Coliseum next door to it. And so we did two nights. We went and saw R.E.M. Wow. And then we went and saw U2. And we went to REM and then we went back to step Max and rock and roll. We were in Oakland and then we went over to over across the bridge and I was wearing an REM t-shirt that oh. wasn't, it was a homemade one. I I didn't buy it. I home, it was a homemade one <laughs> and dude, Tim lost his fucking mind. He just thought I was just such an asshole for supporting, you know, a band that was on a major label wow, and then man. knew that we were going to go see you too and just couldn't, he just didn't like it. That stuff. Wow, man. It's so crazy, man. Just like that mentality. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like just only listen to one type of music. It's just never been, I mean, he listened to all kinds of music. I just think he just he he was just a real purist, and he he really had a, a he felt. I mean, he believed in what he believed in, and I, yeah, I he stood by that, which yeah. I can't fault him for that. But I just, I, I you know, I I understand how like I understand how if you're a political political activist, and you know, you have a friend who just supports conglomerate you know big corporations mm-hmm. nonstop. i could see how that'd be like this does kind of suck a little yeah, bit like yeah. you're not walking you're not walking the walk and 
You know, that that I can understand that. But that wasn't really what was going on. And and But you weren't denying where you came from with the music that got you there. You would you would try and No, we were still playing a lot of the fast songs in our set. We were just the same people. We were also young. We didn't we were also really fucking naive and we were were kind of making up the script as we went along. There was no fucking book to learn this shit. Like like I that's what I kind of always say is like you have to understand that like you know, it it seemed like in it's funny to think like you know, I I remember thinking like I'm trying to think of a good example. You know, like the bad brands look like kind of grown men. TSOL guys look like all grown men. Dead Kennedys, they were only a couple years older than us. Yeah. Like they were still kids, really. Yeah. And you know, DOA. You know, they were like seeing some crazy fucking heavy shit. Yeah. I think Joey's only maybe four or five years older than me. That that was a you know that was we looked at them as being like the adults of the scene. Like we were just trying to kind of catch up with them you know yeah. and so we were just kind of doing our thing and and I, I like i at this point in my stage if i saw a young band doing that i'd be so fucking excited i'd be so yeah. happy that they're just trying it i'd i do everything i could to push them totally. but but the mentality then was still like you know you're you're gonna let shit into the uh, this great scene that we have you're gonna if you do that it's gonna bring in this element and there's i think there's some truth to that maybe but we weren't looking to cash out. We didn't. We but did even, it happen? Did other people come into the scene because of you, the style of music, new wind sound? Yeah, like? of course. Yeah, okay. but we didn't know it then. Like, it was, like we were doing. I mean, I, the East Coast never failed. We from, yeah. from Chicago East. We, yeah. We it, there was never a sense of people dropping off. We always had great shows, and Minneapolis was awesome. Like. We so we we just said well fuck you know if if people in L A honestly L A was all, has always been great so I, there's only a few places where we'd go into a town and there'd be this oh man we used to kill it here San Francisco was always yeah. like brruh, brruh, you know yeah. up and down but everywhere else it was still it was kind of hard to see that pe- kids were I I just would start noticing I'd see kids in the front singing songs to the new wind songs and I'm like wow that's cool yeah but honestly honestly there were a couple of shows where we were playing it and and I remember kid there would be three kids and two, one kid was crying there were, I just happened at a couple of shows and just going oh man like they were bummed like you're fucking you're fucking up what are you doing like oh, they man. they were so disappointed in us and and that was, I I remember a show in Santa Barbara I I just remember this one kid was just crying right in front of me and he was just going this is wrong. This sucks. Like he was so bummed, and I'm, you know, I'm not gonna say it didn't affect me, and it didn't make me kind of go, that sucks. You I know, start questioning your shit. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you love that album though. Yeah, of course, of course. I don't yeah. like the recording. I don't. I I hate the mix of it. I can't mm. listen to it because it was just all that reverb on the vocals. Oh yeah, there was. Yeah, that's one of the things with the trust stuff. I, you know, I'm hoping that we can. You know, we. They remastered the crew, which is great, and it sounds awesome. Sick. But it just, you know, it beefs it up a little bit, and it gives it that, you know, just a little more yeah, power, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. you know. And if we can do that on these records, there's some, you know, off the record, there's some, some really cool plans with the new end stuff. Oh, that's awesome. You know, and there's, I mean, because we did that a lot of it in D.C. That's and right. That's, you know, Walk Together, Rock Together, you know, it was it was an EP. It was always did supposed Ian to be. Did Ian produce new end? Wow. And Walk Together, Rock Together. Well, he, he Ian produced the DC stuff, and then we recorded the other stuff in LA and at Radio Tokyo. Yeah, um, which was a totally different. It's funny because it it's a different thing, and I'm not going to say that the songs mesh perfectly, yeah. but <coughs> and I like it. I like that it's it's an uneven record, just because yeah. we were an uneven band. Totally, you know, we were just we were trying to figure shit out. And did Ian like you too? 
I don't know. Mm, to to tell you the truth, yeah. I'm not even sure. But he knew that you guys influenced by. Yeah. Ian never bought. Like yeah. we did when we came through in '85, and you know, Belby was in the band, and we were doing like, like we were doing this really <laughs> almost like a gang of four sounding guitar shit. But um, <laughs> Ian never. He never. If if he thought it was shitty music, he never indicated yeah. that he was really into it he played some keyboard stuff on some stuff i mean he was he That's sang cool, on man. a lot of the songs you know he was he you know ian's always great to work with because he's just you know he's he's super opinionated but he's not yeah he's never like a sense of i i've never had a like what a dick you know like mm-hmm. wow what a dick he's being right now i never had that sense i just feel like he's just He's one of the. He's a very stable, upright person. <laughs> you you just get a sense of stability, you know. Yeah. Like there's not like, you, there's not you know. It's he's no not any wishy washy going no. on, and honest. And, and even yeah. when he says honest stuff that could potentially hurt your feelings, I I just I never get my feelings hurt. I always feel like, I I, I got to listen at least halfway listen. Yeah. I, there's some. He's a thinking. He's a he's a thinking guy. You know. He's yeah. A, he's got that. I mean, he's an intellectual. There's not a lot of that in our scene, you know. Like, mm-hmm. there is more now, probably, but back then, you know, like, there's a reason why guys like Keith Morris and Ian McKay are on all the documentaries because Henry Rollins, they always say profound fucking shit. Yeah. And it's, 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 that's rare, you know, like, even in punk rock, the old punk rock, you know, there's only mm-hmm. a few, like Joe Strummer, you know, he could always say something. He, totally. You listen to Johnny Rotten, it's just like, eh, but, you know, it's just yeah. punk shit. And <laughs> we're better than the rest of them, you know, so it's like, shut up for a while. She's she not opposed to a documentary, though. No, of course not. I, I, I think it would be great. I, th- it'd be great for the the fan, the the, the people that really, yeah, f- followed us all along and, and supported us. Is there us. a bunch of footage you have, or people have? I'm sure it's out there. I mean, <clears throat> the. The footage that we did in the '85 tour that became a, a documentary. The guy that did it, we he, I, he and I had a falling out. I still don't quite know what it was. I he, I remember early on he he didn't think the band supported the like, but when that first came out, it literally was just advertising, doing ads and maximum rock and roll and stuff. There was yeah. no web shit. Yeah, no that shit. And he, I think he just thought that we were. I mean, we were just out touring a lot, and I, I, we didn't understand how to market a fucking documentary. Yeah. And so I think he just thought we lost interest. And then, you know, a few years back, there was, you know, there, I wanted to try to get some footage from our, our first CV show because it's just great. It was filmed from behind, from that crazy that riser behind the drums. Yeah. So you have this vantage point of the entire crowd is packed. And um, I just thought it'd be cool. The Rise Records guys really were saying, let's let's work on, let's get some filmmakers to do something. Let's, yeah. you know, and there was talk. There was a couple of people they talked to who've done some great documentaries and they were interested. And I just said, you know, I want to be a part of it. I don't want it to be, I don't want it to just be like you make it. I mean, anybody can make an unauthorized thing. I don't care. It's none of my business. But yep. if you want our involvement, I just want to make sure that we just we you know what what needs to be said is said somehow yeah. in there you know I don't want it to just be just like sh- you know showing us backstage and doing the typical shit like I want it to yeah. have a, I want it to capture the personality of the band there's a lot of totally. stuff going on that I think is pertinent to what we what made us you know keep together and made yeah. it fun so they were all about it but uh, we could we needed to get some of that footage and the guy that wanted the guy that owns the rights just was not he's like he he actually said I question why you want to do this out of all these you know out of all these years you know why all of a sudden you're interested and I was like dude I've never not been interested in the documentary yeah. 
it, it wasn't like it was a big release. You didn't have, it wasn't like it got shown in the theaters and then we, we spoke against it or we, you know, yeah. like I said, we were out doing our thing, yeah. you know? And if you look at this as being a cash fucking move, you know, how much money do you think we, we, we it's not about money. Yeah, we're not going to yeah. make money. This isn't a money making thing. No, we're not going to no. get rich uh, uh, with a seven second documentary. And he's good just, to have that and add, add more to it. It'd be kind of cool, right? To get he that, just, yeah. We didn't want to use the film. We wanted mm-hmm. to use little bits of it that, that uh, it's our performance. Like, yeah. it's like you don't own, you own the fucking piece of film that it was made, but it's just a weird thing coming yeah. from a person that's a part of a, the, the punk rock community. It's like, that's where it comes down to. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you got to sell that fucking thing on VHS and DVDs for years and we never never asked you you know like like that's you're living off that's our material that's Mm -hmm. us you captured us in being in the van and pushing the van across and you know the fucking van being in pieces at the discord house you know like just that's all us we went through that you know and it's like all of a sudden you don't want to deem you don't need you deem it a a a questionable move that we want to use a couple (laughs) of little pieces and that's it's part of our history why wouldn't we want to you should you know it you get credit for you get credit mm-hmm. for it. Who knows? Maybe you'll get a cut of whatever. I don't know. You know, like yeah. let's talk. No. <laughs> so he he just he I apparently recently I just found out that it was on YouTube. The whole film was on YouTube. So I shared the link. I said, hey, I know a lot of you guys asked me if there's if that video is around. I don't. Wow. Ha- I have a copy, but it's really raw. And I said if you can watch it in its entirety. So people were watching it, and then it got yanked down, and it turned out that he. I guess did a copyright strike, you know. What? This is bizarre. It's it's like that thing where you just like help me understand the sense of this. Like at least you don't owe me an explanation, but help me understand why this is like why are you being this way? Like yeah, you're, you're fan of the band, you're friends of the band. You made the thing now. Like we took him out on an entire tour, free. He he got to ride with us and 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 meet all these fucking amazing people. You know, first time we ever played CBs, first time we played the Ritz. Wow. Um, all of the First Avenue, all of the big rooms, DC, you know, yeah, fucking all of them, and got to hang out, eat with a, all of us and our, all of our friends. He really had a great experience, and it's like at least consider that, you know, but. You know, he was he's he was like a really artsy fartsy filmmaker guy, you know, and he just I think he just he went off in a different direction and somehow he he regarded us as being like, you know, it was it was too commercial or something and I'm like, that's what? if you knew the story you wouldn't be even you wouldn't even think yeah. that, you know, but Hopefully you get it someday. That'd be, I think it'd be awesome if the world needs like a I seven know. seconds documentary. It's man. crazy. It's 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 just that you know, if if don't think about us, just think about like Cool kids, or, no, I yeah. shouldn't say kids, but people out there that would just love to, they love to see that kind of stuff. Oh, you know, so many band docs. It'd be great to have a seven seconds. Yeah, one. I mean, I watch documentary films with bands I don't even like, but it it makes people more interesting. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I, I, yeah, like I watched the Bee Gees doc, which I, yeah. I love their songs, but I watched became, a Fleetwood I became, Mac. I, I, I never liked fan. Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, but, uh, I'm but watch it, that one next. It's this was one that I don't even know where it came out. And a friend loaned it to me, and I'm like, "Why are you loaning me this?" And he's like, "I know you like documentaries. Trust me, watch it." And I had it sitting on top of my TV forever, and I never watched it. And then finally, I I put it in, and I was like, "Wow, this is it was like." Great. It was just it it showed a side of these people that were just it, it, you know like you can relate because if you've written a song or you've yep. gotten gotten a van or gotten a yep. bus, you know it's the same. They're doing the same exact totally. thing. And but it's just a different era. Maybe there was there was more drugs or sex. I don't know. Wow. But it, it it really showed uh, the 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 genuine side of it. And they were you know they were a massive fucking band. Like Huge. 
But it, it didn't make you think about that. It made you think of all the work they put into making, I think it was Tusk or whatever that album yeah. was that was huge. And they're in the studio and they're working. I mean, that guitar player, uh, Lindsey Buckingham, I didn't understand that he was like a... He he. They'd all go home, yeah. and he just spent all night just editing wow. and playing parts, and he was creating this whole thing. And I never knew any of that stuff. I just thought it was like, you know, the 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 they had the two women singers, and they were frilly and fancy, and I yeah. just couldn't get past any of that stuff. It was like my mom's, you know, my mom totally. liked that stuff, so I didn't. But yeah, I mean, that's he, an amazing group. Yeah, documentaries of it. A well-made documentary can make any subject pretty pretty cool. Yeah, the Agnostic Front one's incredible. The Bane. When you seen the Bane one? No, I'm, I'm gonna say that when I watch it's incredible. Okay. It's yeah, a I've heard about that one. Yeah, it's really it. great. I haven't seen the I haven't seen the Agnostic Front one. I mean, there, I it, some great ones. I always there. a lot of times there'll be hype about it, and then I'll, I won't hear anything, and then I'm like, oh yeah, did that ever come out? I forgot. <laughs> yeah, that one's really good because it's more like a movie. It's more like the story of Roger and Vinny's relationship, right? Growing up and stuff, and it's beautiful, man. It's, it's really well. Done. I still haven't seen um, the fucking uh, De- Descendants one. Oh my god! You I know, no. uh-uh. wow! I know, and, and uh, it's great, so, dude. Uh, and I, my friend Chris Sherry, who does art for yeah, what up, Chris? I, you know, he asked me. He had the same. He's like, you haven't seen, you know? I was like, yeah. And, and then I started thinking about. It, I'm like, T- I'll be honest with you, documentaries. I have to be in the right frame of mind. Hardcore documentaries. There's a weird. Uh, it's a. It's a. It's a instinct. It's a connection to a. Because I understand what's going on, and I understand yeah. the feeling of it. And if I'm having, if I'm too far removed like I, i'm like i'm not getting to play i get really not even jealous i just get so triggered, triggered but in a way that's like it just makes me long that's when i start going god i miss that mm. shit and i start to really get a little sad about it but got you but i'll i'll watch them i just have to be in a good frame of mind to watch punk rock documentaries it's funny yeah the hr one's cool too i haven't seen that one i haven't seen that one i'm trying to think of the last one i so much is great. saw I, Bee Gees is excellent, man. Why I bet. It? I bet. I. You know what's funny is that it's funny you say Bee Gees because just not that long ago, I think it was when I was dri- I was doing Lyft driving and someone said, can you put it on the, I, I was playing Spotify <laughs> and they said, would you mind putting it on the 70s classic blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, sure, why not? So I put it on there and it, it was, it happened to just be focused on the disco era. And I was like, Sick. oh, you got to be kidding. I got to drive this person like 15 miles. And then, <laughs> but they mostly played BG stuff, and I remember just thinking, so I don't fucking hate this at all. Like this is—it's almost like with the time now. Yeah. It, it, it. I, I can appreciate what's really going on and what they did to try to create all this stuff. I, I just couldn't get past the image stuff back then. You have to see the doc, then. I promise yeah, you. Yeah, I'll watch it. I was it. so like, oh my god, like writing those songs for Saturday Night Fever, just all the yeah, process. And yeah, I'll watch it. Three part harmonies. It just, dude. Yeah. See, I could see myself watching that. For, before I could watch a punk rock totally, one, totally because that's so close. That's so close to home. Because it's a world that I'm not connected to at that's, all. Yeah, I like doing that too. Like just seeing other. That's where Fleetwood Mac I might check out too. Yeah, there's a Dolly Parton one too. It's great. Oh yeah, I I, I can yeah. Like I would just I love watching just like even some some of the old country stuff. Like I think I saw something with Willie Nelson. Oh, I like actually I like Willie Nelson. But like you're rocking a Willie Nelson vibe right now. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. Uh, it was funny. I went to I went to eat earlier, and the waitress said, "I." It's funny. I get the funniest compliments. It'll just be like I'll be, like at I'm you know like I'll just be at a like a uh, ticket uh, a toll booth, and it's always like someone's like, "I I love your hair, by the way." I was like, "Thank you," <laughs> but this waitress was just like, 
I really love your hair. And I'm like, thanks. And she's like, awesome. does it go all the way up? Or is, and I'm like, yeah, I started from here. And she's like, do you do it every day? And I'm like, no, it's it's kind of a pain in the ass. But I do it because I... I you do it yourself? Yeah. I had wow. to... I watch YouTube videos wow, to learn that's it. That's fucking yeah. awesome. I was, ha- I was having... I'll be able to do it for me. And then... But there'd be days I'd wake up and she'd be at work already. And I'd be like, fuck, I want to put the hair, hair, hair in braces. Because otherwise... In braids. Otherwise, I have to put it in a ponytail. If it's... You, you, you laugh if you saw it. <laughs> It's dude. It, I look like a fucking lion. It's like wow. It's it, I never had frizzy hair, but because I keep it pulled back now, it just frizzes out like this. Holy it's shit! Insane. So, so you braid your own hair from YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Just I watched a couple of videos and then I watched in slow mo. You know, like in slower speed. No and then way. I, yeah, yeah. I I don't know why I never understood. I could never understand why I'd see people. I still don't understand how people can do the. They'll do it all fancy, like French braids. I'm Crazy, like, how the fuck? That would take forever. And the little teeny ones, like, this is just, I start here and then I <laughs> can't believe it. Is that the longest your hair has been? Because I remember back in the day, you grew your hair out. I think it was longer I one time. I with long hair, yeah. Yeah, I think it was longer. I had black hair and, and yeah, uh, yeah, it was longer once. I but this album is, it's that now, was. I mean, it's, look, it's down to my, you know, belly. Yeah, she's fucking long, crazy. man. You just keep growing it? I don't. I don't think about it. I it, I think about cutting it a lot, but the problem is, if I could cut it, and it would just stay short. <laughs> and if I didn't have to put shit in it to keep it yeah. styled, because you have to, otherwise it, it starts to get fucking dumb. And does Troy still have his dreads? I think so. Wow. I haven't seen Troy. I haven't seen Troy in over a year. I haven't seen Troy. Wow. I would assume that. But the I rest of the guys are they're, they're doing good. They're out there. They're working. Yeah. They're yeah. Out. I you know everybody's just doing their. Their thing. I know Steve started a new job fairly recently, and so he's been been doing that. Troy, you know, has always been kind of in his own world. So. Yeah, yeah. Troy, Troy's. Um, but I miss those guys. I'm. I mean, for sure. Now I want to go up and I want to go up and see him in the next week or so. Yeah. I haven't been up to Reno in a year. Well, I haven't done anything in in a year. Yeah, nobody has. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, isn't Not that funny? One, like yeah. you say that, and you're like, wait, nobody has really. I know. Like it, it, it's it, maybe. Is this the first time where the whole world has kind of had to be on, on the pause? same level? Yeah, man, for sure. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like when have we ever? Ha- when has this ever happened? Never. Man. I mean, Not I don't even. Since I've been alive, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't. I can't even think of another time we had any kind of like a flu thing where yeah. everybody in the world had to like just yeah. stop. It's kind of it's historical. It's crazy. I know, man. But it seems like there's light at the end of the tunnel now, and things are opening and all that stuff. Yeah, and the world's coming back, and I think so. I think so too. I'm excited, and nervous to play, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, like, is there any? Is it is it a weird, scary feeling to go? I'm not just not just because of COVID, but I, I mean, like you know, you're like the rusty, not rusty guitar player, but being rusty. <laughs> That's why I'll be trying to stay in shape the whole time and exercise, yeah. and so don't come back up. And like it will. You get guys winded and like, oh my god. No, I'm just thinking more of like, uh, like I keep having this weird dreamy dreams of like just playing a little show, local show, and just kind of not remembering how to kind of. You know, connect I know, to the audience. I, yeah, it connect to the audience. That's the big one. Yeah, like I'm, like, we'll like, we'll like, I'm sorry for the people that might be at the show in May. There's no way I'm handing my microphone to the crowd. Yeah, yeah, you kind of. I, mean, I am a germ collector. That's my job <laughs> for 26 years. You sing along, you spit on. I put it in my mouth. We share it. I don't know about. I'm not ready for that. That's that's something to think about, right? Because we are germ yeah. collectors. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The, oh and my I do, god. And I do not like barricades whatsoever. But I do. I am, if there is a barricade, I'm not going to be bummed. You know no. what I mean? It's just, it's just new. It's a whole yeah. thing. new. I mean, and also, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think we'll all think about that now, though. I mean, I don't, how many times have you, I, I and this is going to be gross, but I don't, I can't think of how many times, 
I've had a microphone in my hand. I'm cupping it. And I've got, like, there's kids all along, and they're trying to skin along. And I'm just, I know people spit and hair sweat is getting in my face. Now, I, that, I will never let that happen. I never, <laughs> I, I never thought about that shit before. Like, I would, I would have everybody fucking sweat and spit on me, and I wouldn't even go wash up right away. Now, Sometimes people spit in your mouth while you're talking. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. All your mic's covered in shit. Like, it's gross. It's fucking, like, I thought I, about making, like, mic condoms where you put them on, but <laughs> those will still get covered in something. You take them off, like. Yeah. I'll, I'm definitely bringing my own mic. Oh yeah, but but we we you started doing that right already. Yeah, not some Rusty's really on point with that stuff, but I haven't. Really, I'm gonna be really. I always I kind of always thought you had your own mic. I think I kind of thought I did that because I remember you having your own mic. I had like, my, so I that's had a, a good idea. Yeah, Rusty Rusty taught me that. But I do like. I don't know if I'm gonna get excited, and if there will be a crowd, and I will go give them the mic. I, I can't see what's gonna happen. Yeah, it's been so long, but like. I'll be more conscious about it, you know? I, it's going to be weird. But then again, I can imagine it just being just like you flow right into it like because you've just done it f- f- so many times I for know. so many years. Like It's the longest I've been home my whole <laughs> life with my wife, the longest we've ever been home together. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm glad she didn't kill me. That means you're really in love. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not many people made it through this, you know, unfortunately. Yeah, so absolutely. It's, like, it's a test on everything, man. You're right. You're your right. Your mental, your physical, your, your relationships, everything, man. See, I, I feel like it, as bad as it was, and for as many people as we lost, and I know that's awful, like, I feel like there's a reason. Like, I, I can't get past this. And I, every, anytime I talk about it with somebody, I'm like, don't you think that we're supposed to, f- I, not even, I don't even know about a God or no God or whatever. I don't, it just feels like we're, we're, we, we were supposed to figure s- some stuff out during this time yeah. so that when we start up again, we won't go back to the same stupid shit that we've already, yeah, we've been doing over or, and again. Yeah, How we habits, interact with each other. Everything. And yeah, like man. maybe now we'll be a little more um, careful and not, but not to a s- point where we stop being human, but just maybe consider about, cause I'm, I'm a big I, I've had to learn a lot, and more because of the politicized stuff of like, you know, for years, if I like you, I hug you. I mean, unless you're like, yeah. I can feel you pull away and then I don't hug you. But I'm, <laughs> I'm a, a, I grew up in an affectionate family, like yeah, we're ki- kissers and huggers. And so over the years, especially the last couple of years, we, I've had to learn to just like, I didn't understand that there, some people actually take offense to that. Uh huh. Like they, they it's, it's almost like you're, invading space that you shouldn't invade. Yeah, yeah. And and I I used to think that's stupid. Why would you think that? It's like I like you. Why you know, why yeah. would you accept my love? Yeah. But now I understand. It's 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 a it a, a friend of ours, a woman friend of ours, her 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 boyfriend is a really close friend. It's one of uh, yeah. the partners at Al's gym and we hug each other all the time. It's no big deal. I never I I got to know her and then there's this one moment where we, we greeted each other and, and I went to hug her and she's like, ah, oh, no, no. And I'm like, oh, what? what's going on? And oh, she, during this time. Yeah. This, well, this was, no, this is like a couple years ago. Okay. 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 And she pointed to her shirt and it was like an anti-hug shirt. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And it, my first thought was like, fuck, wow. my guy's butt hurt. But then I was like, you know what? And I told her, I said, that's exactly, that's, that's what you should do. That's perfect. Because for people like me, I can, I will... I will always observe like limitations of people if I know them. Yeah. But I also am like, to me, it's like, I like to know that people are, I, I'm really big, especially now, you, know, yeah. you lose people. Like, I, I want people to know that if I love them, I love them. It's totally. not just like, love you or love. It's yeah. not, that's fine too. But I'm like, <laughs> I love you. I Just so you know, I yeah. love you. It, it's I don't want you to be uncomfortable. But you now think about this kind of stuff because you realize people get triggered by stuff and, 
Yeah. I don't think we always, I don't think we grew up with that, you know, no. like, so it's, a, everything changes and, and this whole thing is really going to make things different, I think, but yeah, hopefully, this, hopefully in a good way. I'm just thinking growing up and seeing all the bands you're playing with, say, what's up? Am I, am I giving them a hug? Am I giving them a pound? Yeah. You for the first time in a long time and just being out there and like. Yeah, I've gotten really good at the pound thing, and I never, I never was the pound guy before, but now it's, it's weird going from the hug guy to the pound guy. Yeah, yeah, but I'm ready for hugs. I'm ready for all that, man. Soon. It's yeah, just... no, I think it's important. If it's important, it's important. Like yeah. if it's not, I get it. I just let me know. That's what that's what I'm telling everybody. Like I like I, a friend, our friends. I said she 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 kind of c- c- walked towards me, and I was like, "Is it okay to hug you?" And she's like, "Yeah, of course." I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. I'm gonna have to start asking that. Ask <laughs> more permission. Of it. Yeah. That's okay. I mean, you know, I mean, it's it, it's a little formal, but just people are definitely respecting each other's space, all that, yeah. and all that, and just except for the assholes who are not, and they're coughing on yeah. Uber drivers purposely and stuff like that. Have I you saw, seen any I, of that footage? Saw, yeah, it was horrible, man. I saw that clip, dude. It's just that's just that's just evil. That's such a bum out, man. Yeah, like just just I don't get it at all. I'm not sure what what is the upside to that at all. It's on it's on film too, right? There was one that was just recent. It was in San Francisco, and there was two, two or three girls are in the it. back. I saw it. And the one girl was like, <clears throat> like purposely doing it. And then they attacked him. Is that being filmed by the guy in his car? Yeah, I, every cam- We all have cameras. Okay. Yeah, I, I got one early on. I, you know, I got, I got mace. I got stun gun. I'm, I'm not fucking. Wow. Right. I've had people get close. It's, it. I've had more I- issues with women just being drunk and, and just a little not smart and mm. you're not gonna you can't put your hands on them but there's you know i'm not no one's gonna abuse me nobody yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> like yeah. i'm not gonna be that victim in that in my own car that was sad to see yeah because you're not and those companies they don't do much for the drivers there's, they, there's nothing to protect us really that they say well everybody's vetted because their credit cards online but you know mm. it's that's not so what? I get stabbed. Big deal that you find out who it is. I'm still stabbed. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, dude, that's fuck? so true. It's crazy. Man. I mean, it doesn't. It's not going to do me any good if you, you know, take their them off their Lyft account. You know, yeah. like it's fucking. But yeah, yeah, man. It's 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 made me think twice about doing it because I I've been I've had great experiences though. Some of the best uh, weird funny stories. Just taxi cab confessions, all that kind of, yeah. but also just like, like you get, I've had three women just going, they're sitting in the back and just having their conversation. I'm not even, they don't even, they, they, it's almost like I'm not there and they just talk openly like politician people that are working mm. in the government, governor's office and stuff, just talking shit and just really crazy shit. Like if you were recording it and you shared it, it could potentially be damaging wow. to somebody. But it's great because they're comfortable. Like, yeah. They're just comfortable and they're just, you know, know, letting their hair down and tucking shit on the, some... You probably have some crazy combos. That's crazy. Just fun man. shit. I, 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 initially, I was trying to, I was trying to documentary, like, do a, put a journal, keep a journal of some of the more interesting stuff. Just interesting, like one guy pulled up, I pulled up, it's, it's middle of night, and, and I'm like, fuck, I couldn't see the address, and I, got, I have a little flashlight, and I, I can't see anything, and all of a sudden, this dude, shirtless guy, comes running out, and he goes to open the door, and I lock the door, and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm like what, hey, what's going on? Who are you? And he's, I, I said, what's your name? And he's like, uh, you're, you're here to pick me up, right? And I'm like, what's your name? And he wouldn't tell me his name. I'm like, tell me your name, or I'm not going to let you in. Like, yeah. I have your name, and if you're not, and, and, I, and so he said, I'm, oh, Scott, dude, please let me in, let me in. I'll, uh, and I didn't know if it was like maybe somebody had a gun after him. Yeah. So I was kind of nervous, but I also was like, I don't want this guy to get shot. So I said, well, go get in the back. So he opened the door, and he goes, dude, 
He goes, I, I <laughs> it was just a story. He, he, his wife, his girlfriend was working and he had a, another girlfriend that oh he brought over to their house and was, they were messing around oh my and God, his dude. wife came home and was like fucking, I guess, knocked out the girl and was coming after him with a knife or something. Holy shit. Some dude. crazy story. I don't really, I have it written down, but it Did was. Did she come out too? Did you see she, her? I, I didn't see her. He said, oh, she's coming. She's coming. And I, he might've just been saying that. So I guess it, but yeah. And then the whole time he's like putting back on his clothes and he's like, dude, you saved my life, man. It's just, <laughs> it's like. Holy crap, You man. know, it's crazy that that's, you know, part of it is kind of fun. Just to, Yeah, it's exciting. It's, you know, see that yeah. or hear that, you know. But, wow. Yeah. Nuts. Whoa, Kevin, this has been amazing, man. Yeah, my brother. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, we did hours. it again. We did it again. Who tell me you have dinner at six? Uh, did I say oh, six? Seven, seven. Seven, yeah, yeah. And I think it's only, I think I looked and it's like eight eight minutes from here. Oh, that's it? Yeah, it's not far. What? But I might go back to the, I might go back to the hotel. And Are you going to go back to before? I don't know. I got information about the uh, the crew. The pre-order is May 12th. And uh, the street date is is June 25th. Okay, that's The it. crew re-released on Trust Records. Um, it's going to be all kinds of cool things surrounding it. Maybe different colors of vinyl, who knows, merchandise, everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's going to be, I know there's going to be a couple of t-shirt, new t-shirt. Yeah, I saw some t-shirts as well. I don't know if they're up there yet on Trust. Yeah. Some new colorways and stuff, right? Yeah, I think so. That's exciting, I saw man. something. Already. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked about that. And there'll be a new one we released too as well? Yeah, so so we are going to do, we're going to, they're going to do Walk Together and new one. Okay, awesome. And, and, uh, um, Shit, I, that's I sh- great. Yeah, so that's good enough to say. Yeah, yeah. so in, and each of them will have. Uh, uh, there's uh, the walk together. Rock together is going to have like this. This the crew has a booklet <clears throat> of just stoked stuff, cool stuff. Really, like I didn't think it was going to be. I was like, ah, oh, you know, whatever, that'll be cool. <laughs> but they went out and got inter- great interviews with people. Um, they got some amazing photos I've never seen before, which Sick. is kind of crazy to think about because it, it seems like I've seen every photo Everything. here. Um, and then just like uh, it's just done really well, it's put together really well. It's cool. I don't know how the marketing thing works. I don't know yeah. if they they want to wait until because I, I know right now they're really trying to the circle jerks thing is really doing it. No, that's great. Okay, my final thing I ask you since we probably talked to you before, and since I know you're on eight minutes away from me, I have to go so I can keep you eight more minutes. <laughs> um, so my question, my final question, you know, "Man Enough to Care" is my favorite song off a new one. We talked about this before. Mm-hmm. So that that's something that you was that something based off your relationship growing up with your dad or. Just the over macho. You should play sports. You shouldn't get, give affection. You shouldn't, you know. All I don't know. I don't know why it really hit me so young. Right? Yeah. Uh, it. You know what it was? It was. It was a. It was. It was a part. Part because I didn't really know my dad very well, and I always wondered. Uh, my my mom was raised us, and yeah. and I always thought we got the we. I'm. I, we were all lucky that she raised us as opposed to my dad. My dad was a good man, but. He was, you know, he was a little conservative. He was a cop. He yeah. was, he was kind of a working guy. Was never really much in our lives. And I always imagined that he would have been. And I could be wrong, but I would imagine he would have been the the guy. He wasn't a very, he wasn't real affectionate. He and yeah. and, and and he didn't he didn't connect in that level. Whereas my mom did, which your mom, I guess, is supposed to. But the other thing was, is that was also written when Steve was getting ready to have his first son. That's right. And. I just I knew that he would be I I just knew he would be a good dad because of the way he was raised and I knew that he didn't have a at all have a father figure I was yeah. as close as I got gotcha. and so I think it was a little bit of thinking about that a, a few of my friends were actually starting to have kids then like wow. punk rock friends were starting young, yeah, young parents were starting to have kids and I just I I remember thinking 
you know, like, God, man, what a crazy thing you'd have to do now. It, you, you'd have to, because we're talking the 80s. Like, everything yeah. was fucking, you know, movies were just macho bullshit. And, and yeah. every the advertising was always, you know, like, to, you, you, it would make you feel inferior if you weren't, oh, like, you know, tough. Buff. Buff, and, tough, yeah. and you didn't ever, you know, to to show like a immediately if you showed like a sensitive side, you must be gay, you must yeah. be homosexual, like you, which, you know, it wasn't even like, not that there's anything wrong with that. That became later, yeah. but back then it was like there was kind of something wrong with being gay. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you weren't natural. And I remember being in school and just having kids using words like faggot and stuff just that yeah. was derogatory against you it wasn't it had nothing to do with it didn't mean necessarily mean that they were anti you know yeah. gay it just meant that they looked at that as being a weak bad thing yeah and you know when i was young enough to kind of start understanding my own sexuality or whatever yeah. i was just like I I really didn't. It was very confusing. Everything was very confusing because I felt like I was being things were being bombarded, and that I also felt like. But I do relate to women a lot. I really feel comfortable with women. Yeah. Does that mean I'm gay? Am I not man? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't. It was a confusing, a way to try to understand it myself. And that was totally. sort of that's all it was. Is really just a, almost like a conversation with myself a little bit, but also just understanding that. You know, honestly, it doesn't matter. Be who yeah. you are, yeah. and maybe we don't need to worry so much about whether someone's looking at you and going, you know, God, that dude's scrawny. You know, look, yeah. at, look how fucking you know weak he is, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just, I didn't like that. I, I just didn't like the idea that you were considered, you're perceived. I didn't like the society said that the bigger you were, the the, the tougher you were, yeah. and the yeah. more powerful and more worth you were to the society. I was like, that's, totally. that's just wacky shit. So yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that answered the question. No, but it was well, thank just, you for it that. Was yeah, just, no. It really wasn't necessarily about my, necessarily just my own experience. It was just the, it, kind of what I, I felt like I was about to, you know, start to understand it becoming yeah. a young adult and yeah totally you know just uh it, it also it, and the last thing i'll say is it also like i was really trying to figure myself out with how i how i felt like i had treated girls and women up until that because i had already started to go out with girls and i yeah. knew i was attracted to girls and i liked them it, but i also felt like i remember having friends that were women who eventually there would be a turn to where i would start to see them as like not necessarily sexual objects but just yeah. like Maybe something could happen, and I back then I didn't think it was anything bad. But I remember the first time I had a conversation with a, a girlfriend of mine, we we had we'd made out for a long time, <laughs> and I wanted to kind of push it more. And then she had said, "I just don't want this to fuck up our friendship," you know. Mm. And I thought, "No, it's not going to, of course." But <laughs> it made me think, like, I, I guess I think I put her in a really weird fucking position. And yeah. I and I I've talked to her. We were still good friends. I've talked to her a few times, like checking in like are you sure i wasn't being was i being too wow, pushy? over know? the years yeah, yeah. Wow. we had coffee a couple years ago and i just said you know i, I like i don't know how i was coming off i really yeah, don't yeah. like i was kind of in my own thing and i i was starting to learn about how i felt how i interacted with women mm-hmm. and you're 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 much you're younger than me but yeah. my generation was so it was all about like fucking dude go out and get the pussy that's what yeah. makes you a man like the com- I literally we grew up in Reno there were wh- whorehouses they call them prostitution places part of coming of age is when you turned 18 somebody would buy you to go wow. pay you to have sex that was a normal thing 
there was a normal thing, and and everybody was like, "Oh, dude, you're almost eighteen on Mustang Ranch," you know, and that seemed perfectly perfectly natural. Mm-hmm. But but th- this is before we talked about sexual trafficking yeah. or anything like that. And I'm not. I have friends. I have had women friends that are sex workers. I have no problems with that. But it's just like, I I just it, you know, I'm not trying to pretend like I'm. I was so you know, advanced in my thinking. Yeah. But I was really starting to understand that there's more, I think there's more to this than, and that, than I even realized. And, yeah. and I, I, I it, it bums me out to think that I was like some woman's problem. Cause I was just mm-hmm. being a guy, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it, like I like have, I, I enjoy friendship with women. It's there's, I get a lot out of my friendship with women that I, I couldn't get with guys. Me too. I mean, I, I get a lot out of my guy friends too, but totally. I'm really comfortable and I like the way women think and I like the way women help me think about stuff. My guy friends will, for the most part, let me just be whatever dickhead I want to be, yeah. which is fun too. Yeah. But like it, there's, you never get really called out on anything and, mm-hmm. and I kind of like being called out every once in a while because I know I'm not fucking perfect. perfect you yeah, know? Totally, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's, that's kind of part of it. I love that, too. man. Nobody was, nobody was talking about those type of issues or those things back then anyway either, especially in the hardcore mm. scene. Yeah, well, and yeah. that was the thing in our in that scene. It was starting. We're starting to see the macho thing, yeah. and and it it came from such a non macho place originally. Like there were so many women, and even in the English scene, you know, you had X Respects and all these great bands, yeah. and here over here, the Avengers have a lot of women involved. But all of a sudden, it started to get real dude like, just all guys at shows, and and us coming from Reno, which was a lot of girls at the shows, it just was very foreign, and we just didn't want. Uh, we didn't want to just accept it. Like, I just didn't understand what was going on. Like, where, where are the girls at? And yeah. You see them outside, and then they'll disappear. And they're like, oh, they're <laughs> way in the back. They're holding the guy's jacket or yeah. something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, fuck, this is weird. And so I don't think we were the five at all the first band to do it, but we would always say, get up, you girls, come up here, come up here, yeah, come up, you know? And and even, I mean, we did it all, you know, when we were on that Warp Tour, yeah. the you know, with the Blink stuff, it was just kind of like, I, I felt like, at here's this fucking tour that's just one of the biggest successful fucking traveling tours ever. Yeah. And we all have a chance, not we don't have to make messages, but we all have a chance to really get to help mold the way young people re- look at music and experience music. Totally. And I know they weren't doing it because they were dicks, but they were just being irresponsible about the way that they'd say, flash us your booze. Yeah. And, and you're, you're not, Shocking. You, you can't be in front of 20,000 people and say flash us your booze and not having like a 13 year old flash your, you know what I mean? Or somebody that mm-hmm. just doesn't know any better. And so a lot of the times with our thing, I just say, you know, we're not, we want you here. We just, you don't have to show us your booze yeah. to be here. Like this is, participate. this have is fun. yours and die. ours and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to say, I'll say that forever. I don't care if it makes me look like I'm virtue signaling or a lot of other bullshit. I, I just, I feel like I love that, man. it, it doesn't take much. It, 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 why not say it? Why not mm-hmm. show people that you're an ally and that you, it doesn't make you less of anything. It just it just means that you you like more humans in your life. You yeah. don't just have the same, <laughs> you know. Totally. If everybody, you know, I don't know. You know what I'm saying. Every, everything has titles now and like categories for what actually just maybe this emotion is something real compassionate you feel yeah. about. It's going to be called something now. You're trying to do this or that. How about I'm just trying to be myself and speak from my heart? It's, and this is what I believe. And this it's is, very it, hard. It's very hard. I don't understand. I'm trying to learn the, the, the terminology because it's all new to me. You know, like it's not, I, I, I said something recently and somebody jokingly said, you just, you just, what do they say? You just uh, miss, not mislabeled 
you just something something and i was like i'm 60 like i i've learned <laughs> i've i've le- i've you know i i had a, a a guy friend of mine that was a in sacramento and and great musician and hosted an open mic and we used to go and play and hang out and then he d- started to wear dresses all of a sudden started to like longer hair wear makeup i uh, it wasn't a strange thing to me because i've been i'd had friends that dressed yeah. in drag and stuff but was i realized was making this transition and then finally talked to us about it and said i i i'm i'm respectfully ask you to refer to me as a she not a he and i was like okay <laughs> so yeah. i was hosting the open mic for a while and i i remember i introduced him as you're gonna really in- dig this guy he's great and then she was like i'm a her and i'm like fuck mm-hmm. we're ta- this was in the 90s early 90s oh, wow. so you know, we were not up on our terminology at all. Yeah. But because of that situation and other situations, I said, you know, I used to, at first I, I argued against it. And I'm like, fuck that. You know, why should I have to learn the terminology? You know, I, you know, I don't hate gay people. You know, I don't hate. But then I started thinking, you know, I mean, what if, if someone identifies as something and they feel this to their core totally. that this is who they are? Um, I mean, I, I'm not going to freak out if a, I wouldn't freak out if a woman went and, and peed next to me anyway, or if a person that was gay, it wouldn't bother me. I wouldn't yeah. give a shit. Um, but it, it just, I, I, I think it's important to at least try and understand why it's important to other people. I don't know. hundred percent. And I know a lot of people that are just like, nope, I'm not changing my mind. My about son, that. my son's working a job now. So this, um, he's, he has, he has friends at work that have the same thing, like referred to as a her Right. They, yeah. Not they. They or. There's a thing where it's like I. I'll, some people are but like. They, but they're all wearing pins at the job, so everybody knows. Right. Yeah. So it's all, so my son's like in the workplace now, in reality, working a real job out there. So right. He's doing all that stuff too. It's like new to him. Which too, we so. didn't have, ever have to deal with at yeah, jobs. Yeah, yeah. That's something we didn't. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah. I working this past year. I started to have a better understanding of it and stuff. Like I, someone said, yeah, they. That's a she referred. They refer to themselves as a they, and I'm like, yeah, wow, fuck. Let's let me think about that. For and me. my son messed up too, and he's, and he's like apologizes, and he apologizes. Like she's and the person's like, don't worry about it, Zach. It's all good. You just met me. You know what I mean? And like, and learning, those right? are the people that are great. Yeah. The people that will understand it's going to take a while. But the pins help, so they're all yeah. wearing pins. Yeah, wear a pin. I like gave a- my son a pin too. Like <laughs> he loves the job, and it's cool people. And it's like, like, that's great. Young, like cool, like spot to work at his first job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a whole, we, Hey, we're living in a whole different world, man. It's, it's, it's just, you know, and, and look, I suppose if you're 80 or 90, you're never going to change and you're just going to be that. But, but I got some change. I still got the, I got the room in me to, to, I mean, I can't see the downside to it. I, there was a, guy, a friend of mine that just was going off on, on, you know, he, he's, he's a pretty cool guy, but he just, he was going off all of a sudden on transgender people and you know, as one of those guys, that's a mental illness, and they mm. they don't know what they're doing, and I, you know, they it, it having sexual assignment is cruel, and it, they it should be outlawed because they don't they're too crazy to know what they're doing. And I'm like, Jesus. wait a minute, like what, like what is wrong with you? You know, you're talking. I can understand it maybe if you're talking about a somebody that's under 18. You know, maybe their parents should have more of a say or whatever. But you're talking about grown adults who just have they have the freedom the ability to decide for themselves who and what they are like i like why and, and so i challenged him i said like why is it why are you so offended by this you seem really offended by this and he he lost his shit he was like Jeez. challenging me to be a fight and he's like you would never what? say that to me to my face and i'm like i would say that to your face like i'm not i'm not calling you a name i'm saying like why is this bothering you so much like like why does other people's lives bother people so much it's like 
they call it recreational outrage. Like people just like want to flip on it's everything. Crazy. It's crazy. Like, why are you worried about somebody else's life if they're not bothering? They're living their lives. Like let them. Well, and he, stand, he, he was, his thing was he was trying to make it seem like it it it, it damages society. Like oh, we are all affected by it. I'm like, how are you affected by it? Like yeah. how does it ruin your livelihood? <laughs> yeah. Like are you? What is it? Do you make you a little less masculine or something? Jesus, like dude. what is wrong with people? You know. So yeah, that's people are so ready to just flip on everything. I know. Like, I know. Worry about your own lives, man. I, I think it's because they don't have lives and they, mm. they, they that this gives them some new meaning and they, they oh cool I finally have something I can I can even if we hate each other at least I have some dialogue going on I get some attention or something some yeah. people really just want the attention that they they want to feel important that like they're making a grand statement and it's like man you could do better than that you, yeah. it, it doesn't take much to make a grand statement and have a good <laughs> discussion about it you don't have to be ignorant and bigoted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Kevin, thank you so much All for right, being brother. there. Yeah. This is our part three, whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> we might do another part five someday, but thank you for coming. Of course. I always love talking to you, Hangley. It's been brother, great, yeah. man. Thank you. It's been super fun. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Hey, y'all. Liquid Death's been so kind to give me a promo code. So if you first purchase on liquiddeath.com, go to liquiddeath.com slash OLOC, and you get a free set of koozies with your first purchase of H2O, still or sparkling. Uh, if not, you could try it also at Whole Foods or 7-Eleven, use the promo code OLOC for your first purchase of Liquid Death. Thank you, Liquid Death, for your support. Appreciate you so much. Murder your thirst. H2O saves lives, y'all.